0: Come on, ladies. Keep those football picks coming in.
1: Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami-Port Lauderdale presents The Neil Rogers Show. Talk to Neil, call 567 0560, toll free for David Brower, no. or pound 560 on your cell phone. No. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560,
2: QAM. It's Friday, you bastards. Now she's got these hooks on these I got them from Linda energy. My pulse is up now. My head's spinning around and round. Haven't slept for three days now. Whoa, whoa. Bah, bah, bah. Some weight program gives me a afraid. How many drugs do I have to pay? My hair's falling out, and it's been hard to see. I all in the energy You know that my heart is going wild I feel like I want to die Kill that kill And constipation Not to mention Hypertension He's out peddling Drugs all day That dropped some weight But who in your brain Her doctor husband Says it's okay A physician is his name My pulse is up now I'll tell you one thing, listening to women calling in and
3: picking football games, I mean, that that to me, I think think it's time to call the newspapers and file a lawsuit, don't you? I think it's time for a uh-huh. lawsuit against the worst team. That could be the worst segment in the history of radio. I mean, this radio station has no women callers. You know, people might call and actually say something, like, about anything. And to take a whole segment.
0: oh, I think the Knowles are going to win the game.
3: Who cares? Who cares? Bull picking football games. Anybody care about that? No. Oh, my God. But call in. Let's get some more picks. Come on. By the way, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? Somebody called in to tell me that the uh, Lightning sold out their first their uh, home opener. However, that didn't last very long last night as they lost to Los Angeles 5-2 in Tampa Bay. 10,614 was the paid attendance, and there were about, what, four people in there?
2: Oh! Nice going.
3: So, you see, I guess maybe that's what the problem is here. When people are used to getting dished out a crappy product for a long time, they say, uh, I don't know. No. I don't think I'll come back for a while. I'll wait and see. I'll save my money for a rainy day. So anyway, speaking of Linda Energy and the Fenfen thing, I think I might just cash in on this. Fenfen makers agree to pay $4.83 billion to settle suit. There you go. And by the way, I don't want to mention any doctors who are writing these prescriptions like uh it was coming out of a faucet somewhere. Left and right, right and left. Oh, sure, give it a shot. What do you got to lose besides all that fat, all that weight? By the way, six pounds in two days. How do you like that? It's just melting off my big fat body. But nevertheless, yeah, I had a prescription for Fenfen and Pondim whatever the hell these two were and took it for uh, an indeterminate period of time. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I took it for longer than I really did, like maybe for months. In fact, I'm thinking, oh,
2: oh I'm starting to
3: feel the effect of it now. And the reason I say that is the settlement is open to anyone who used Pondim or Redux in the United States, whether or not you filed a suit. So I think this is something that a lot of us who actually, you know, our physicians can testify that they wrote prescriptions for this crap and we uh, took it for a while, even for just a few days. I say, give me, $50. Give me my, my piece. Give me a chunk. Althea Floyd, 42, of Opelaka said Thursday she felt too lousy to feel good about the stunning legal victory. Floyd, who says she suffers from chronic fatigue and mental health problems after taking fen in 1997, said, I want to thank the Lord that somebody did hear us. How do you like that? Thank you. God. But it's not going to make up for what happened to my life. Oh, there's all kinds of people that are screwed up, I mean big time, from this crap. And then this bitch over there at U of M, Dr. Maureen Lowry, Associate Professor of Cardiology at the U of M, at the Huracoon School, she says uh, she couldn't believe that there was a settlement because uh, this didn't do nothing. She looked at all these studies and she said, oh, yeah, the heart valve, it didn't do nothing like that, and uh, et settlement and so on. So all you people that got screwed up by taking Fenfen, it's just a figment of your imagination, you're a bunch of troublemakers. Stop causing problems. Stop with all the crap, Okay. But that's what our doctors have done for us, boys and girls. That's the solution they got is to because all Fenfen was was speed, amphetamines. That's all it was. The same things that people went to jail for back in the sixties and seventies. The pill pushing doctors, the amphetamine, the speed doctors. A lot of them went to jail back then. And all of a sudden, this came out. Of, oh, it's great! You're going to lose weight with it. And that's because the doctors haven't got any idea how to make us lose weight. They are clueless. Speaking of clueless. I can't tell you how many people in the last 24 hours have said to me, I would say about 1700 people have said to me, that's a conservative estimate, that they can't believe the comments of our general manager, Greg Reed and Josie Lambie's column yesterday in the Sun Sentinel. I thought that I was the only one shocked by the gross, the sheer stupidity of that comment. The comment about the money that was raised at that troubled golf tournament, the OJ golf tournament, and a lot of people wondering how much was actually raised. By the way, did they ever find out how much was actually raised? No. no. But at any rate, it says uh, Duque originally said the event had raised 25 grand for Center One, but only 2,000 made its way to the AIDS charity. And then the comment that people are so perplexed. In fact, most people now are scratching the same spot in their head that Greg is always scratching. You know where that big oozing hole that's getting bigger by the moment is? He said some of the rest went to OJ-related expenses.
2: Oy. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah,
3: we're trying to sniff. I mean, it. I mean, sort it, I mean, uh, sort it out. Not snort it out. Sort it out. Like I said, we're trying to snort it out and find out where all that money went. Well, or how much there was. Adds a lot to our credibility. And then, of course, we got the big story. This is what everybody's all worked up about. I mean, with all this stuff going on, what if they got a bunch of silly women calling in with football picks? Why is there anybody in America that wants to hear women or anybody calling in picking football games? No. that's like the professional gamblers, the GA people that call in on Hank Show and just drive me to that goddamn dial. What are your thoughts on that uh, Dolphin, Indiana? What do you think? you think they can cover? I mean, go get the GA before it's too late, okay? Line up on the Ed Kaplan GA line and get out of here. Terminal, puke-inducing radio, baby. I mean, with all due respect to our four ladies who listen to this radio station out there, it's not that we don't like you. It's just that who cares? You know, in fact, I think it would be more scintillating to have women call in and pick their nose on the ear than pick football games or maybe even pick their – How about that? That would be exciting. So the big thing... oh, here's a lady in Cooper City. Hello.
2: Hi, Neil.
3: Hi. You want to make your picks?
2: Um, no. Okay. <laughs> the reason that I'm calling is, um, I'm considering getting a poll, and I was wondering if any of the callers getting
3: a what a, a poll?
2: A poll, yeah. And You're I was wondering what? if any if hey, any what of is the that? callers, I was wondering what is if, a poll? <laughs> I was wondering if any of the callers could call in and let me know, um, some good or bad pool company so that wouldn't be a problem a pool yes
3: an in-ground pool an in-ground pool
2: yes I'm wasting your time so that some of your callers speaking of pulling it it,
3: by the way where's Waldenio today I haven't seen him yet this morning you want to get a pool
2: yes an in-ground pool yeah and so I was wondering... Well, I'd give if... you the name
3: of my pool man, but he's a real con artist, so I don't want to give you his name. I don't want to give well, you Well,
2: that's what name. I want to know. I want to know who the, go- who the good pool companies are and who the... Okay,
3: great. Well, that's, some heavy- that's better than those football picks. It's not uh-huh. real exciting, but you hang on and we'll, do- we'll get it for you.
2: Thanks a lot. Okay, man. sweetheart. Okay. And
3: don't pull too hard. Okay, there's a lady who's looking for a pool, okay? Aren't we all looking for a pool? Uh-huh. I think so. I wouldn't mind a pool, especially if Waldenio comes back. So there we go. To any of you pool people, there's a chance for a free plug. I certainly wouldn't give her Cliff's name because we know what a con artist he is. Although he did do a good job. Shall I give her Cliff's name? No, better not. Here's a mobile in North Miami pool line. Hello? Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, Neil, how are you? Okay. Good. The lady that called up about the swimming pool. Yes. Uh, I was in the swimming pool business for 40 years, and the best advice I can give her is to uh, call the uh, NSPI.
3: The NSPI?
4: NSPI National Spa and Pool Institute. Right. And uh, ask them for recommendations in her area.
3: Recommendations.
4: Recommendations. Oh, okay. <laughs> I talk a little funny. I told the uh,
3: so, so you guys, I think uh, it's a good match.
4: Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, so what where, pe- does
3: she, where does she find the? Uh, what? Where does she find I that think it's number? The it's the in the yellow pages. Under one, Under swimming pools. Call right. the NSPI. Right. Okay.
4: And ask them for a recommendation. And also, uh, one of the best pool builders in Dade County, I think they go up to Cooper City, would be Custom Pools. Okay. Excellent. They've been around for 40 years there, do a good job, and they do it quickly.
3: Great. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Neil. You bet. I'll pray for you. Thank you. Okay, there you go. That was instant. Just look for NSP. We'll get probably a few other of these uh, pool people. This is great. What a great way this will be to kill two hours. Like I said, I don't mind those uh, lady football picks, you know. Why is it that the women in this town are so goddamn boring? Is there any special reason for that? Jeez. Uh-huh. I mean, geez. I mean I was not, I'm not knocking her. She sounded very nice and very bubbly and enthusiastic, but she's putting in a goddamn pool. I mean, here we got these two athletes. These student athletes are getting clothing basically for free at Dillard's. I wouldn't mind getting my clothing for free at Dillard's while they're still open, by the way.
2: Neil? Oh, God?
1: I sing a low tone I am a baritone With me some notes cannot be found But somehow I can't believe They want me to do this I know what I can reach And this ain't gonna happen Oh no
2: Too high, too high for me, out of my key, it's too high, someone kicked me, right back down in my FD. To
3: kick me for? <laughs> okay, 10:15 at 560 WQM. I better talk fast because George is going to be on noon to two today. George is going to be actually telling you the real inside story of that Los Van Van business. The real reason that they're all bent out of shape about that is because the white Cubans are unbelievable racist, is what George was telling me before the show. And the fact is, Los Van Van are Cuban Schwarzers. In case you didn't know that, I mean they're dark as the ace of uh, spades. So that's what he's going to be talking about is what a bunch of uh, racist, you white Cubans are out there in the audience, unlike George, of
5: course, whose best friend is.
3: So at any rate, here's a great note from our friend Alan over there at Delights of West Boca, which is our next spot I see, by the way, so I better not go overboard, but had tremendous response, unbelievable response, and why not? Six pounds in two days, Alan. I'm doing it. I'm going to be a shadow of my former self one of these days. I keep saying that, but I think this time, in addition to which, I got one of these protein diet bars, the honey. Uh, I don't see you like those. Those are, those are okay. The chocolate, but these honey nougat protein diet bars, mm-hmm. these nougat kill killer. They're great. Mm. Get the honey nougat junior. So anyway, here's a series of four thousand articles in the newspaper. And you know something? I can't uh, get too excited one way or the other about this. About uh, this whole FSU business. About Peter Warwick and the uh, Dion Warwick and uh, and what kind of a name, by the way, is Laveranus? Laveranus Coles? I think that's his name, Laveranus. You know, being suspended now, and, of course, there's all a big song to dance because it's the big U.M. game uh, tomorrow. Uh, I can't get too excited about this. Now, being one of those people who's always decrying the immorality of most of the jocks, I don't get all excited because basically uh, compared to all the other stuff that goes on and goes unreported and undetected and uncaught and nobody talks about, this was like uh, petty stuff. So they had a friend who worked at Dillard's, and they took $412 worth of uh, crap of name-brand clothing, and they sold it to him for $21.50, which is, of course, theft. She was stealing, and they were stealing, and they knew about it, too. But, I mean, in the overall scheme of things, I mean, it was stupid and it was illegal, but in the overall scheme of things, these guys, I think, uh, maybe you ought to get a medal. I mean, you can look at it in the other way and say, oh, thank God. And then, of course, what's the big story? Oh, Peter Work? now he won't be considered for the Heisman Trophy. Well, Jesus, God, how the hell can life go on then? Because once he signs with the pros, he's probably only going to make, what, $6, 7 $8, 10000000 million a year, something like that, $13, 15000000 a year. And then if he does wind up killing somebody someday, he won't have a Heisman Trophy that he can pawn off to pay off the, uh, you know, the family of the, uh, murdered victims. Man, it's just, it's just amazing to me, these sports nerds, the way that they twist and they manipulate and they turn, oh gee, now maybe he won't be considered for that Heisman Trophy. He's so stupid. Well, who cares? What's the big deal with that? Does that change anything? So you can take any approach on this that you want just to piss people off. I don't really give a crap, but I know that a lot of people are really all bent out of shape because this is important stuff to many of those people. Because it's the, uh, the seminal hurricane game. And because we have a lot of people in the state, as you know, who are like, this is the level that they operate on this collegiate level. This is the important stuff. Professional sports, nobody cares about that. But college stuff, that, in fact, high school, college, grade school, that's the stuff they can sink their teeth into. So we'll find out what the audience thinks about this today, maybe. By the way, Barry Jackass in a very lengthy column in which he says absolutely nothing this morning, but at the very end has something interesting. Fascinating, not surprising, by the way. He says the uh, the Marlins that have the uh, mortgage on this radio station. Whammy's first year of Marlins games finished with a three point oh. average rating, about thirty. Uh, what does it say? Forty three thousand two hundred homes, the lowest ever for the team on free TV. Whammy, God, it sucks. How do you like that? The lowest ratings ever for the Marlins on free TV, as if that comes to some kind of a great surprise. Are you surprised by it? Yeah.
2: I don't think so.
3: And, of course, you can imagine when the games are on free TV, how many people might be left over listening on radio here with the franchise that has this place mortgaged and just squeezed to the hilt, that has this by the short hairs. Right, Greg? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Here's a call from Sanibel. Hello.
6: Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. question I have for you is uh, why is the one guy on the team going to be uh, kicked off the team, but the the... Our athlete is going to be allowed to stay on the team. Any They
3: don't like his name. They don't like a name Laver Laveranis. They don't like that. It's the other thing so was, they want to kick him off just to uh, separate him from you know.
6: Do you think that uh, Jimmy Johnson may be signing uh, Warwick? Yeah. Every, a...
3: Everybody is saying that. You know, what, what can I tell you? I think they'd fit in uh, like a glove.
6: Can I make a shameless request? Please? Go ahead. Can you play the colloquial swearing one with the Pope? You know, or the Pope's okay. The you call? got it,
3: pal. Have a great day. And it's uh, really boring over there where you are. Boring here, too, but it's really boring where you are. Five sixty-seven pound 560 on the AT&T line. Is this audience pissed off and fired up about this goddamn uh, FSU, about the goddamn Dillard's flap, or what? What do you do with these guys? You put them in jail? You suspend them for like five minutes? You give them a slap on the wrist? Or like, like me, does anybody really care? I couldn't care less. I think the whole thing is much ado about nothing. It's like all the free stuff that we get. We get free crap all the time. Of course, we're not student athletes. We get free crap all the time here on the show. And you know something? We'll take it. We're proud of it. I have no problem with that. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hey,
2: how you doing? Yes,
3: ma'am. A lady. No,
2: I don't care. Yes, a lady. You going to
3: give us your football picks?
2: (laughs) No. Please don't.
5: I I don't have anything good. Good. Listen, um, well, as far as all that Peter Worg stuff goes, it's just foolishness, but um, and because he's going to get exactly what he was going to get if he wins the, the Heisman Trophy or if he doesn't. Right, right. he's
3: going to get just as many. There he all people a, that are a couple hundred, their hundred hands thousand hands here, and they're, and they're all up, up in arms. Thousand, oh, woe is me, woe is me. I mean, who gives a
2: crap?
5: Yeah, and it's not going to make a bit of difference, but you know what I wanted to ask you?
2: Yes, ma'am. Yesterday
5: I was listening, and I heard that um, thing, that little piece that you did off uh, Head and Shoulders on Head. Uh-huh. And I just wonder, do you all have, um, like, a greatest hits kind of a thing, you know?
2: Because I'd love to have one, you know.
3: Just yes, to we have do. It the house. You yes, do? we do. As a matter of fact, in the, in about uh, ten days they'll be selling them at Specs, all the Specs music stores.
0: Are you kidding
3: or are you serious? I'm
0: serious. Really? That's
3: not on there, but I mean all the stuff that's on there is great. Oh, um, oh, okay.
0: Well, I really like that one. I thought yeah. it was really. Yeah, I guess I would, huh? Well, I, I that's Bob was... and
3: Tom, so we don't want to steal our stuff that much. <laughs> you know, they're happy to let us play it on the air, but we want oh, to put it on our own disc. Oh, so
0: cute. Okay. Well, I'll,
3: I'll play it for you today, huh? Okay. Cool. Because there's Thanks. nothing like a little head on Friday. I
0: hate Okay. <laughs> Bye. See you.
3: There's a nice lady. She's interested in head as opposed to picking a bunch of stupid football games. And I think that most of the guys in their audience are, you know, they'd rather hang out with women who are more interested in head than stupid football games. <laughs> there you go. Rest my case. We got Hank at two. We got uh, with a Jimmy. G- oh, and by the way, I don't want to say this, you know, because I don't want to get Hank really upset.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, Jimmy must have the naked pictures now. That right? was funny.
3: Because I discovered yesterday when Hank came in here, even though he did the 180 the day before, so I'm told by BFO on that spy report. Hank and Jimmy are like they're like Siamese twins. They're joined at the hip. They're joined at the neck. They're joined at the rectum. Uh, it's uh you know, Jimmy's got his number. I hate to say that Hank because I love you. You're a sweetheart. You're a great guy, but uh, Jimmy's got you by the short hairs. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Pember Pines. Hello,
4: Neil. Yes, sir. Morning. First off, on
3: the, uh, the the player scandal, the only thing that that thing is going to change in anybody's life is the point spread for this weekend's game. Right. That's correct. And I'd also like to know if I can do a little uh, PSA for your listeners. Yeah. I was going over my phone bill last night, and I've gotten billed uh, the last several months, $32 a month for USPC billing questions or billing. And this is a network of uh, voicemail that they slammed onto my phone bill. I called to find out what the charges were for. They told me I authorized a separate voicemail from my other Bell South thing and I asked who authorized it, and they played a recording that sounded almost like your OJ bit. It said, some unrecognizable voice
7: with a name they couldn't tell me. Yeah. And total USPC current charges,
3: $67.57 for a month. For a month of what? I still don't understand. They tell me it's a separate voicemail system that somebody authorized on my uh, residential phone line. Yeah. And they're billing it for me, and I make you a bet that If your listeners look at their phone bills, a lot of these people are going to find this bill on their phone. Yeah. Great. It's a bunch of horse malarkey. Sounds like a nice scam to me. That's what I said. As soon as I called, they said, oh, we are authorized to reverse those charges, but I'll make you a bet. Until a month or two ago, I didn't really look at the bill. The bill came. It said uh,
5: $150 due. I wrote a check and didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm going back. I'm getting back... uh, Six months credit on this, so I'm not going to have to pay a phone bill for about 60 days. Nice going,
3: sir. Okay. God bless you. Thank you so much for caring enough to send your very best. Goodbye. Thank you. There's a guy trying to look out for the rest of you, okay? Any pool people out there today? No. No. Five, six, seven, oh, five. Well, she wants she wants to put a pull. She's pulling it, okay? I could understand a goddamn thing she was saying. She's trying to put in a pull. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT T wireless line. See, this audience is really worked up. I see the difference between the sports nerds and our crowd? I'd like to say that our crowd is a little bit more down to earth, but of course that would be a real stretch of the imagination. But they're just not as obsessed with silly things that don't mean for anything. Or even if they are, they're too embarrassed to tell me that because they know I'll rip them an ass. Which I think is more likely the probability. It's Friday,
2: you. This
1: fall on CBS, meet a small-town priest who speaks the word of God and adds a few choice words of his own.
3: It's Father Tourette's mysteries.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join together this fucking sucking little sucker mother. F***er in holy matrimony.
3: Baba Tourette Mystery, a new kind of family drama
1: from the producers of Chicago Hopeless and NYPD Blue Ball. oh,
0: boy, oh you slut, oh you little you
1: here. Sunday this fall. Spend an hour with Father Tourette right after an all-new season of Touchdown There by an Angel, only on CBS. All
3: right. two Well Thank God that the audience, at least this audience, and all bent out of shape and acting goody, two-shoes, and holier-than-thou about this uh, FSU business, about these two athletes. I just don't care. I just don't give a crap, okay? We got all these uh, drug dealers and uh, drug addicts, not to mention no names people uh, doing all kinds of grotesque things and beating up their girlfriends and knocking them downstairs and shoving them in goddamn lockers, little things like that. And nobody seems to care about that. So who cares about getting a few, uh, you know, the freebies from Dillard's? In addition to which, you know, Dillard's is having a rough time anyway, you know? Maybe they ought to be happy about guys wearing their crap uh, walking around these big shots. Here's Kendall. Hello.
7: Hey, Dale. Uh, is this the Guru station for gambling?
3: Yes, this is the gambling. This is the GA station.
7: Good. Uh,
3: what is it? Uh, uh, okay, get a new phone, sir. Call me back when you get a real phone. 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Lake Worth.
5: Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I was calling you about the uh, girl that wants a swimming pool builder. Yes. AAA Customs Pools out of Coral Springs. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, the one for me in February. I had water in my pool in 28 days. No uh, red tape. Uh, people in the office are great, and I recommend calling Alan Bryson from AAA Custom Pools. And another little tidbit is I own a steak and seafood business, and this guy's so awesome that uh, every time someone finishes the pool, I, I deliver steak and lobster to him.
3: Great. Sounds like a real incestuous relationship. Hold okay. on, oh, no, no problem. Thanks well, I, I want to really ask you another question.
5: Do you like, you're doing the Atkins diet, right?
3: Yeah.
5: Or do you like steaks or seafood? Yes. Okay, well, if you want, I'll send you some comp steaks or seafood to help you with the diet. I've lost 20 pounds in the last uh, three weeks doing the Atkins, and a lot of my customers are doing it, so I'll set you up.
3: Okay, great. Thanks so much. Adios. Have a great day. Okay, there's a guy who's uh, whoring the show a little bit. What's wrong with that? Do we care? No. No, anything to kill a little time today. till George comes on and talks about Cuban swingers who are racists. 5670560. Oh, and you notice no uh, no the, the rebuttal of that. No rebuttal of that. Of course, you know, that's the interesting thing. In fact, we ought to take a poll, which is the most hateful group of all, because we know that Farches are very anti-Semitic. They hate the Jews. And we know that uh, Cubans hate fartus, And, of course, we know that Mexicans hate Cubans and everybody hates Mexicans. And it's just, it's great. Like National Brotherhood Week. Seriously. It's like a contest. Which group is the most hateful and who hates, Let, let's find out who hates black people the most. Is it like white people, white Anglos, or is it white Cubans?
8: Other a, black people.
3: Huh? Jamaicans, I think. You think maybe the Jamaicans hate American uh, black people? I think the most, yeah. Now why is that? Don't they they have have a sense of humor? Don't they enjoy the Jeffersons? What's wrong with them? Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Coral Springs. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I know you're sick of hearing about
4: it, but I'd just like to throw in one quick thing in regard. Sick of
3: hearing about what? Florida State. No, I haven't heard anything about it yet. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting to hear this tremendous response.
4: Oh, okay. Well, what my comment is is I found it kind of interesting that on the day that the uh, announcement was made
3: about these players being in trouble was also the day that they announced Bobby Bowden receiving a contract extension worth millions and millions of dollars right, and here is a coach being paid this kind of money, and these guys are getting relatively nothing in comparison the n c two a is the closest thing to slavery that we've got in this country right. Also, um, that's right. Just like B, even Bifo, a little weasel like Befo said yesterday, and he's absolutely right. Let's stop pretending, okay? Let's call it semi-pro ball or whatever we want to call it. Exactly. Let's start paying these jocks, and let's start, you know, and, and yeah, they're not buying any textbooks anyway, so what difference does it make? Well, not we have that. a whole separate part of the campus for them, for the dumb jocks, and let's put kids in their, in their spot and get the scholarships who really want to get an education. Last time they blamed what happened up at Florida State on sports agents, and Ken Jenny, who was then in the uh, state congress, uh, passed the law regulating state, uh, regulating agents. Yeah. Who's he going to regulate now?
7: Anybody who are they going to blame can. this one on?
3: Anybody he can, man. Yeah. He'll get the stormtroopers in here. You mark my words, that Nazi Ken Jenny.
7: Oh,
4: yeah, they'll, ha- they'll have him up your rectum. Anyway, uh, other thing, I don't know if you happen to see this, but uh, I believe it was yesterday in USA Today, they were talking about the story surrounding the... Uh, NFL-awarding expansion franchise to Houston rather than Los Angeles. And
3: the mayor of Los Angeles had a rather interesting comment. In spite of them losing this uh, franchise, he said that he was proud of the effort that had been made on behalf of his city and proud of the fact that
4: their uh, proposal had included a new stadium which did not cost the taxpayers any money.
3: How do you like that? Isn't that a novel novel approach? Unlike in Houston where they put it on the ballot and the dumb taxpayers were so desperate to get their football team back, they said, okay, we'll pay for it. Yep. Yep, so they're studying at the Wayne a School of, uh, right, of uh, Policy of Handouts. But... Right, and let me say it again, 10,000 sold tickets in Tampa. This is the third place they've played in over there with their crappy hockey team since it started several years ago, about nine, ten years ago, and uh, nobody's going to this one either because they've got a crap product and nobody wants to pay to see crap. Can I say one more thing? Yes, sir. I love your show, Neil. God bless Just you. listen to you every day. All right. Take care. See ya. Yeah, let's keep building stadiums and putting crap in there and then act all surprised like I was yesterday. What am I screaming about, people not coming to the Panther game? They gave you crap for two or three years. They char- they soaked you through the uh, nose. Then, of course, this year, like I said yesterday, they raised the price out of concessions. They've cut the selection down. They give you a bunch of tasteless crap, and they wonder, gee, how come they're not coming back? <laughs> and sucking it up. It's going to take a long time before they win the people back there. You just dish out crap and you keep charging higher and higher prices and the public just keeps saying No "No, thank you. We'll stay home. We'll go uh we'll go do our football picks on the morning show. I still can't get over that. I say lawsuit. Call up uh our friends at the newspapers. Or maybe somebody else will call. He's probably not doing much. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh Lavernius was on probation already. Laver Anus? Yeah, labor anus. Yeah. They say labor though, because they don't want, you know,
5: the to get too mad. Rectum? Yeah. That's right. But anyway, that's what. Was. he was already on probation for something else, so that's why he well, got out. Well, that's why he speak. got uh, kicked out? That's why he got kicked out. That's why out. they
3: severed uh, the cord?
5: Right, so to speak.
3: Right. Okay. Well, cool. what do you think of it? So what do you make of it? Are you uh, bent out and uh, pissed off and fired up about it or what?
5: No, because just like you said, old Peter Warwick's going to sign for millions anyway, so who gives a
3: crap? That's right, and then he can buy he can buy Dillard's. They're on the cool. verge anyway. He can buy the whole goddamn chain. are ready to go bankrupt, so who gives a shit? Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Very, very good. That was beautiful. Excellent job, sir. Let's hear it. Oh! That gentleman. Right in midstream, he stopped it, huh? Anybody else take a <laughs> to stop it in midstream? I don't think so. That was, Mark that down. That was sensational. Right there was like halfway out, <laughs> and he just stopped it right there in midstream. Beauty. Nice job, sir. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. Went to Dillard's and they got some clothes from a friend of theirs and they gave them a little discount, 95%, and all these righteous goody two. You know something, all these people that are all righteous about this, I guarantee you they shoplifted when they were in the college. I did. Oh, seriously, we used to have uh, ROTC, which was mandatory, although I didn't go because, I mean, I knew they wouldn't take me in the army. So at any rate, and we used to have these big roxy coats in the wintertime that we would wear. We would go to a Cunningham Drugs right there on Grand River Boulevard in East Lansing, Michigan, and we would steal crap, stuff that we would never use, like suntan lotion in the middle of the wintertime in Lansing, Michigan. Were we going to use it? No. No, but it was just uh, the idea of shoplifting something. You had these big pockets. You might as well stick something in there.
4: Oh, but this is
3: disgraceful. I mean, like, like I said, everything has to be looked at. In, in this, like It's like Clinton with the blowjobs. Here we have a country where the president went through an impeachment hearing and was like on the verge of getting thrown out of office because he got a few blowjobs. But we got all these goddamn cokeheads, all of these murderers, all of these arsonists, all of these crazy people, and uh, not to mention mass murderers. Not to mention Lawrence Phillips. Oh, then that guy i will call again, by the way. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello.
4: Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Two things. Um, I'm a Jamaican. And one of the reasons why I can't stand uh, black Americans, Yaman. they live off United States' money, off my tax money.
3: Freeloaders, yeah.
4: They're, they don't want to get a Somebody job. Too many
3: sparks are freeloaders.
4: Yeah, and all, all, they, all they complain about, oh, well, it's a man, it's a man holding us down. It, they, they can't do nothing for us. And, you know, it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. If I can get up on my bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and go to job and work, Take care of my family.
3: Remember what JFK said: Ask not what the honkies can do for you. Ask what you can, uh, you know, yeah. do for yourself. It's
4: it, it's ridiculous. Um, I the got a call about two weeks ago and uh, cussed out the other Jamaican. Yeah. But, you, but I screwed up and I uh, said uh, F
3: word. Oh yeah, well that's okay. Yeah. I always say F him anyway. Okay, listen. Have a great day, pal. You too. Thanks man. for your refreshing honesty. He said that you sponsors out there a bunch of freeloaders and you're destroying America is what he said. And of course he's a good, upstanding Jamaican. Yeah, Knows how, how to jerk pork.
1: W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your
4: dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders?
2: (laughs) Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? (laughs) Yeah, right. So, what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. If you're tired of your old shampoo Yeah, yeah, breathless And feeling blue Yeah, yeah, just remember what I better if you get some head. Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 50 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry.
4: Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive?
2: Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10.
1: Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filati from Mall Industries. I'm here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted.
3: Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably,
1: but you might want to try your girlfriend first.
2: <laughs> Go out and get some head, TJ. Yeah, oh, yeah, A little goes a long, long way. Yeah, yeah! You'll look better and you'll feel terrific. Yeah, yeah! When you get head, you're a lucky tip. (laughs) Want
3: hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day.
2: (laughs) Honey, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head?
3: What did you say?
2: I said, "I want you to go out and
3: get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus, I'm going downtown. <laughs> and head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion and a National Geographic.
2: you. <laughs> Can't <laughs> so you much your can you in the shower, pump. you <laughs> <laughs> wanna you, you can't, can you feel better if you get some You'll feel better if you get some, head. You get some head. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> Head
3: shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My
4: hair looks great. Use a
2: nap.
3: 1047 at 560 WQM. Here's a fax that uh, says, I wonder if you saw the story of the newly discovered whorehouse in Miami. The answer is, yes, I did. And it says uh, they employed at least two minors, but since it's been reported that no police officers were involved, they're giving updates every hour. The one where the cops were all involved from all over Dade County, from every force in the county, have we heard any more about that? No. About that internal, that infernal investigation? No. No. How come we don't hear any more about that, I wonder? You don't think it's been swept under the carpet? Uh
5: Uh-huh.
3: 5670560, pound 560, on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello.
8: Hey, good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Got a question for you. You've me interested in those, uh, Delight food bars. I heard you comment on, uh, how many carbs they have, but I haven't heard anything about the, uh, fat or the protein in those things from my diet.
3: Well, this particular one has got 22 grams of protein and it's got only 5 grams of fat, which is excellent. Best, yeah. Oh, and, and, and like I said, I mean, it's not going to say it's delicious, like oh. the best thing you've ever had, like a candy bar, but it's not bad. It's edible as a po- It doesn't have that metallic taste that some of the other ones have. Not oh, yes. yes them, not to mention dangerous. the acting bars, right.
8: Oh, and, uh, here's a little information for you on your little, uh, possible fortune with the Fen-Fen company, I'm always reading those exercise magazines and everything and one of them always keeps an eye on the new
6: drugs that are coming out for fat loss.
7: Mm -hmm.
6: After they did all the uh, tests on the lab rats and everything about
8: six months before it ever hit the market they knew that a whole bunch of those lab rats had the same problems that people have now.
3: So They knew ahead
8: of time. And they still put it out on the market.
3: I want my piece of the uh, pie, even though I only took it for a short. Like I said, I took it for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah, but that'll show you how uh, Uncle Sam and the FDA are watching
8: out for us, man. They knew ahead of time, and someone's palm definitely got greased on that one.
3: That's right. Okay, thanks a lot, Pat. Thank you. See ya. Protein diet, honey nougat. See, I shouldn't put that on the air because now he'll sell out of these. And I'm the one that needs these desperately because these tied me over. These are uh, just fine. See, the problem, like, it's not, you don't want to do the Rick Sanchez Atkins diet where you go and eat six steaks and then uh, throw something else on the grill, like that insipid thing we read in Josie Lambie's column a couple of weeks ago. You notice how Josie Lambie is like kind of like intruding into the whole uh, operation here? In the air, he's got his testicles in every part of his radio station? 5670560. Oh, Let's hear it for Peter Warwick oh. and Labra Anus suck holes. Let's hear it for those guys, okay? What's wrong with showing the kids of America how to get a good deal? What's wrong with that, huh? In fact, the Schwarzers are learning from us, Yidlach. If you can get a wholesale, what's wrong with that? Here's a mobile and home sound. Hello. Yeah, how's it going, Neil? Pretty good, sir. Yeah, it's a good show today. No OJ, no fire alarms. Uh, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> not 11 o'clock um, yet. Don't count your chickens before they lay a big one. Yeah, a real big one. FSU, they ought to can their butt. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's pretty bad. I mean, not not because they stole, because they were stupid enough to get caught. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do stuff like that, which is tantamount to shoplifting, at least at least look around a little bit, you know?
7: I I mean, if you, you walk in... Uh, See,
3: but when you're a big pampered jock like these guys, especially Peter Warwick, you think you can do these things with impunity, but you think your stuff doesn't stink anymore because you've been treated that way. You know, they put them up on a pedestal, and they think they can basically get away with whatever the hell they want. Well, what the guy said before, as far as the uh, NCAA, uh, they, they treat them like there. It's unbelievable. They ought to get something out of their efforts, at least. Or, uh, the work they do and
2: the, the plays that they make.
3: Okay, yeah. amen. Let's start paying them. Everybody agrees with that. Oh! Let's start paying these kids and stop with the hypocrisy, which, of course, is number one in America is hypocrisy. Don't do as I do, do as I say. Don't go out and get a little head like it said in that bit. Just, uh, you know, pretend you're not getting it. Everybody else is, especially if you're the president or a senator or anybody else. Bunch of bullcrap. That's why Jesse Ventura is a breath of fresh air. If he would just cut himself off from all these other silly people, he surrounded himself with like Donald Trump rhymes with chump. But at least it's going to be some good comedy anyway with this reform party. We should have known when Ross Piro stood up there and started making him little sounds, those silly little sounds and flapping his ears like Dumbo the Clown. We should have known that uh, it was going to provide for a never-ending comedy. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: Uncle Neil, I got a question of great public importance for you regarding the Godfather. Yes, sir? Yeah, they've been showing the whole thing this week, and I've always been uh, troubled. The one thing where Frankie Five Finger Fantangely yeah. is about to testify before the Senate committee. Well, meeting. you're not
3: going to ask me about his brother again. I mean, we've had to, I mean, it's so obvious. They made him an offer he couldn't refuse. They brought in his brother, and if he didn't change his story, his brother was going to have a little problem, a little headache.
2: Uh, I mean, I just wasn't sure if it was, was that or if it was a matter of respect. Yeah, between
4: the brothers.
3: It was between the brothers. In other words, if you don't, uh, if you if you spill the beans, we're gonna spill his brain all over his nice Greek soup. And, and
7: speaking of The Godfather, uh, any good casinos uh, you recommend in Vegas? I'm going there for the first time.
3: MGM Grand, Tropicana, you'll win a lot of money. All right, thanks a lot, Neil. Stay out of Excalibur. Stay out of the uh, all those cheesy cheesy places on the other side of the street, including New York, New York. Go see it. Just don't gamble. So they're showing that again. Thank God for a new generation that hasn't seen it before. That has a desperate need to find out what real the real world is all about. As opposed to my good friend Izzy, who says there is no mafia. They're making us dagos look bad. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I don't see any psychosis or hysteria. Thank God, we got a level-headed crowd here. Unlike those sports nerd shows where they're all going
2: hyperventilating <coughs> about a couple of guys that went
3: in there. A couple of jocks got a good deal. Larry Dillards, what's wrong with having your kids get a good deal? By the way, only the Jama- you know the Jamaican guy was the only guy honest enough to talk about why he hates Schwarzers. He was the only one. George is going to be telling you between noon and two why he don't like him too much. Five six seven oh Now, what you told me? That's what you were going to talk about today. Why they won't let Schwarzers into those swing clubs because they don't want to let them swing it too far.
8: They let them in. Are there Schwarzers the
3: ones you've been in? A couple. And was it true? Were they hung like? uh I didn't look. Oh yeah. Here we go again. It's called denial. denial.
8: How could the you let me it. say this to yeah. you, okay? If
3: it was that big, how could you not? Even out of the corner of your eye, you must have good peripheral vision.
8: They keep it pretty dark in there.
3: Maybe that's why they let him in. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah,
8: this is John. Yes, yeah. John? You know, I'm calling about that guy that
4: Jamaican that just called in.
3: Yeah, that first drug dealer? Yeah.
4: Yeah, First yeah, of on. A... First of all, how the hell is he going to say black people use his testimony money if he's not from you?
3: Well, maybe he's that's a citizen now. Maybe he's a Jamaican-American.
4: Oh, it doesn't matter. It's still not his money if he's a Jamaican.
3: Well, maybe second, it's my and money. Second of all, maybe it's second, my money.
4: Second of all, he says, he's, uh, the reason why blacks don't like,
3: uh, well, well, they, well they, let me they, ask you. They're,
4: they're so arrogant. You can't tell them jack. Oh, that's right.
3: Right on, brother. Let me tell you, those Jamaican women, they're the most arrogant bitches. I've always said that. They're, they're just, the, they look down their nose at you like their stuff don't stink.
4: And the men, and the men are the same way. You can't tell them nothing because they're trying to talk over you. Right. All right, that's all right. God
3: bless yeah. you, sir. Thank God for us American Schwarzers. Thank you. All right. and I say us because, of course, being Jewish, I have plenty of black in my blood, and I'm willing to admit it, unlike George, who being Cuban is mostly black. Five, six, seven. That uh, says in that article right and there. And don't start white. with that sand nigger stuff again. Will you please save that till afternoon? I mean, uh, that to me is such a disgusting thing. It's one thing to be an anti Semite, which, of course, you, like most of your Cuban friends, are, but uh sand nigger, that's a little. Well, Cuban is that, is that like right. a sand flea? Five, six, seven. Where are we going here? We're all over the place. Come on, let's uh, get that lady a nice swimming pool. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
4: Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm here to um, make a comment about the Jamaican guy that called. I'm a black yeah, American. I
3: have
4: I have two jobs that work seven days a week.
3: You're working no, your ass off, and no, I'm not knocking. living off of
4: anyone. And right. They are arrogant, and um. I visit the country. They have nothing to be arrogant about, and you talk to any yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, but they
3: got the good weed, though, man.
4: Yeah. They talk, you talk to any, good, any Jamaican, they'll say their country this, their country that. Why aren't they there?
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like New Yorkers. If it's so great, what the hell are they doing here? Infest exactly. Our place. you know, That's right.
4: If
7: every Jamaican you ask, okay, why are you here? that's all
5: I
3: have to say. Okay, well next time they give you a bunch of crap, just tell them to jerk pork. Okay. And have a great them. day. And they have a lot of expertise at that so I hear. Oh, and by the way, there's no fags in Jamaica. There better not be. Five six seven O oh, five sixty pound five or even in the Cayman Islands. Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line, ten fifty six at W Q A N.
9: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo Foreign Five uh, uh, How are you John Rambo's still alive I wanna make movies 4 and 5 My life ain't going great Planet Hollywood's broke Unfortunately I speak like I had a stroke First blood came in 82 That's when I hurt my penis And it never ever grew Rambo 2 was in 85 late and Rambo 3 was in 88 Shoot And do And My gun I did not make this movie with my son His name say Sage in rocky five and daylight the tunnel movie a little bit of cash is what i need i gotta get a loan from apollo creed i gotta have another movie or a broadway show like jenna he i guess nobody ever saw copland it was stupid i guess i understand my whole life is about to cave in all i got left is jennifer flavin <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I need to make Rambo four <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> So call me up, I really need a script, I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama, the only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake, I used to be on Oprah, now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie, basically I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need, I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed, I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show, like Benahy. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. (laughs) It was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is uh, Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo foreign.
2: No, no. Uh, Absolutely.
3: 1102 at 560 WQM. A little spy report from down the hall, by the way. It seems this morning that uh, Power 96, Shole Griffin had uh, RuPaul on the show. They were also scheduled to have the uh, very famous, the very hot at the moment actor, Kevin, I'm in, I'm out, I can't figure it out, Spacey, also known as Sissy Spacek, who we thought was the defenseman for the Panthers, but turns out to be a very hot Hollywood actor. Kevin Spacey goes to the uh, Power 96 studio, opens the door, sees RuPaul in there, and makes a beeline, a U-turn, and marches out. Then, after after uh, Shvo Griffin rips him an ass on the ear and says he's, uh, ca- she kept calling him she, which I like because he is a she. He's in one week, he's out the next. He's kind of like some of the Backstreet Boys, you know, can't make up its mind. Come on, Kevin, are you in or are you out? So at any rate, Shvo says they called in from the car, the publicity director. Well, we'd like to kiss and make up and maybe we'll come back. And Bo, nice going, Shvo. She says, no way, Jose. Take your cracker ass and get out of here. Take your faggoty ass and something like that. Kevin Spacey, is she in, is she out? That's our poll question. See, I was just saying to George, you know, they have that really terminally boring thing, and it, it, it's terrible. It's awful. I don't want to critique those morning guys because, you know, their show's pretty weak to begin with without those segments. But to put that thing on there just before me on Friday morning with women calling in, if you want to have women calling in to say something, fine. we got ten women listeners. We have like two or three a week callers show, and even they don't have much. Like the one I to want, say, a poll. But, uh, calling in with football picks, if you had men calling in, if you had children, if you had anybody calling in with football picks, it would still be terminal. So we were thinking on Friday, we'll have our own segment. It'll be called like the Hour of Hate." which you no, know, I think it's a healthy exercise See, There are those goody two shoes. Oh, he's promoting hatred and. Divide. No, I'm not. I'm promoting a healthy honesty. In other words, when in doubt, spit it out. Don't just let me here be here and say things that you don't have the balls to say publicly. Just spit it out. Let's find out how you feel about other people, about other groups of people. And of course, like I've always told you, when you classify people into groups, you're making a bad mistake anyway, but it sure is a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. They, they do this and they do that. And they are, uh, living off the goddamn fatted land, those schwarzer stuff like that. It's fun saying those things, and sometimes there's some truth in it. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello.
5: Hello.
3: Yes, sir.
0: Neil, how's it going? Okay. All right, I just want to say that I've been listening to your show for a while, and, you know, it's one of the best I've heard. Yes, it is. um, Probably the
3: best in America is what they all say.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you a question about what do you think uh, about Donald Trump and Oprah Winfrey, you know, running?
3: Can I answer your question in one short word? Yeah. Yeah. That's my sentiment. Have a great day, sir. Five six seven oh five. In fact, uh, from I, I think they ought to run fast, especially Oprah. Maybe she'll lose some of that goddamn two hundred and twenty pounds Do a little running. Might not hurt, fat bitch. Five six seven oh five sixty. Here's a classic, and there's a classic example of what the guy was saying before about how they're stealing our tax money. Oprah, billionaire. Does she have any talent? No. Does she bring anything to the table? No. Does she offer anything except kill an hour every day for Bored Housewives and give Channel 4 a a desperate hope to try to resuscitate some audience in a failing TV station? No. Nothing else. Nothing else. And she's a billionaire. So they're right there. It's a good story for all you little uh, black boys and girls out there in the audience and all you others. Maybe learn to speak English. At least she can speak English. That's a good start. And by the way, oh, there's some great stories. A nice uh Fred Grimm, you know who I gotta give my hats off to Fred Grimm and the Herald. He means well. Sometimes he's on target, writes a good column. He didn't write a good column today, but at least he means well. About the jam sessions at Flanagan High, which we've had a lot of calls about that last couple of weeks, about five. About the fact they got almost five thousand students in there. It says enrollment at Flanagan, just three years old, the school, has swollen into twice the architect's intent. And the reasons aren't mysterious. Broward County, like the rest of South Florida, combines a reluctance to tax itself on behalf of education with a refusal to check hellbent housing developments that are overwhelming the school district with new children. There you go. And it, you know what's it's like? It's like the NRA. Oh no, there's nothing wrong with the uh, you know guns. It's just uh, we don't need any new laws if we would just enforce the laws that are on the books. And it's the same thing with school tax money. Oh, we don't need any more money. We already got enough money. We just need to get them to spend it in the right places. That's the, that's the excuse for not wanting to put enough money in so we get kids a decent education in this state. Because basically this state is run by a bunch of old farts. The Grey Panthers and the Gay Panthers and the Florida Panthers, that's what's running this goddamn state. Schools tumble, stumble and tumble on limited English. Here's another story in the same, in the same goddamn uh, morning. Students' shortcomings get uncertified teaching. I mean, if I had a million dollars for every goddamn unqualified, uncertified teacher in South Florida, I could get out of here right now instead of waiting till noon. That's right. It's a disgrace. And you people out there, you know, it's not important. That's the thing that frosts my ass. I don't get it. I don't understand it. People say to me, oh, gee, we listen to your callers, and we just wonder how it is that you uh, get through the day every day with some of these stupid people. Florida, I'm not saying that we got a lock on it, unless you've ever been to Mississippi or Louisiana. But Florida, I mean, this is a place where there's just millions of dumb people in this state. And you don't blame them. It doesn't make them bad people. They just never had a goddamn education. They were never forced to get smart. Oh, a call from Gainesville. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You're not calling to gloat today, are you? Uh, no, sir. Good. We no, don't want to. We don't want to rub it into Bobby Bowden too much. Oh uh, no, but we? It, it was uh uh-huh. in our in the uh, student newspaper there was a uh, a thank you given to them uh for for revitalizing our season. Right. But uh, I just heard you talking about After that devastating up. loss to Alabama last week. I should have mentioned that.
7: It was. Uh, it was not pretty. Yeah. Uh, and the fans too are not pretty. Yeah.
3: But, no, but Jay Barker used to be quarterback at Alabama, he was very pretty.
7: Well, I have no comment on that.
3: Of course not. We don't want to well, yeah.
7: can't beat that gator meat.
3: We don't want to sully uh, sullen uh, your image.
7: Uh so, I, I heard you talking of. about I heard you talking about Flanagan High School. Right. Of which I'm a proud uh alumni.
3: All right. Alumnus, yes.
1: Alumnus, yeah. And um it was bad. It was it was bad. Um
3: I don't know, I really don't know what they're going to do. They've, we have a freshman annex now that, that all the ninth graders go to this portable site. Portable? Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, way out in, in West Pembroke Pines. In Yenemusville, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's still, I mean, when I, I graduated last year, there was a graduating class of about 700, and they're thinking this, the next year graduating class is going to be about 1200. Unbelievable. And then the one right after that is going to be about 1500. It's gotta be really, uh, you know, it's gotta be really uplifting to the kids of the state to know that the parents, that the adults in the state don't give a crap about them. It's, it's, uh, terrifying to me. It's frightening.
7: Well, that's true. And, and the teachers at Flanagan are very, are very special. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't have a shot to be special. They are special. And, uh, they've worked on some of the, on some of the worst conditions. And, um, the students there, uh, the students there are, are at a disadvantage as it is. And
5: Flanagan High School is is at a bad start. You know we're only four years old. Yeah, they're only four well, years old. Well, I'm gonna old.
3: pray for them all weekend long, and maybe we'll wake up Monday morning there'll be a whole like a uh, bunch of new schools, but I doubt it. Listen, have a great day, pal. Good luck, good to the Gators. Thank you. Neil. Okay. Good luck to those Gators, baby, because they're at their wounds from last week, and they'll be okay. They'll survive, even in spite of that redneck Steve Spurrier.
2: Yank it, baby. No. No matter what you do. No. I don't care how hard you try. All you guys do is cheat and lie. I'm so tired of our and i think that past you can in so creepy
9: <laughs>
2: bradley is the an next job, and Ford's is just a joke yeah. and george w bush oh since the 80s snorting yeah. i wouldn't vote for you no matter what don't care how hard you try, all you guys do is Oh, my God, Jason farted in there.
1: Oh, Jesus, it's a
3: sports fart. You can smell it. It's a sports nerd fart. Holy crap. Jason comes in there and gives George a pencil to sharpen. I mean, the poor bastards in that goddamn sports department, we don't even have a pencil sharpener in this place.
8: Where's my incense? We can't
1: afford it.
3: Yeah, you better get out the incense and peppermints, I'll tell you that right now, because Jason just... I mean, what, that is the most classless... It's not bad enough he brought us the picture of his big U-shaped turd in the punch bowl, in the turlet bowl that day. That wasn't bad enough. You turd! He comes in here, and he's blowing the cheese right in the goddamn uh, Thank Better you than me, though, in the other room there. Here is a, a fax that I, I don't know what to say about this other than I'll do my best. You know, I tried for the Kings game Wednesday night and just didn't work out. And I'm not going to sit here and chew out people. You know something? I get my tickets for free. And I actually said this last season. If it weren't for Pavel Bure and my buddy Ray Whitney, but, I mean, if it weren't for that, I, I wouldn't have gone anyway, even though I live like two minutes from the goddamn Macarena. So I'm not going to blame other people. I don't want to dig down deep into their pockets and squeeze and feel the change and try to, you know, squeeze a few bucks out to buy tickets. But nevertheless, you got your Detroit Red Wings, one of the hot teams in the league, one of the most exciting teams in the league, going to be there tomorrow night on a Saturday night. And guess what? They've still got tickets left. Tickets are available in all price ranges. Lower Bowl, 67 bucks, Goal Zone, $25. Only $50. Fans have the opportunity to purchase tickets in the Lower Bowl throughout the season. It says, in other words, we got plenty and plenty of uh, unsold season tickets in the Lower Bowl. Panther Pack tickets are available on the day of the game, only 14 bucks at the uh, Yenta at the National Car Rental Center box office. And I'll take it to outlets, 305-573-TEAM, 954-835-TEAM, and 561-998-TEAM. So here's a, a thing from inside the Panther organization. They faxed me, and I'm doing my best, guys. I really am. I'd like to see that place packed. I made sure by giving my tickets away, even though we're not going to be here tomorrow night, made sure we got asses in our seats, although I'll never give anything away again on the air. But, uh, you know, and I, so I, I, again, it's not kind of like the thing with the FSU, like with Peter Warwick and, uh, Labor Anus Kohl's. It's the same thing the way I feel about it. I'm kind of like ambivalent, which usually I, I don't feel that way about anything, as you know. I'm usually a hard ass with one real uh, hard opinion. But in this particular case, I mean, you know, I'd like to see the place full and, uh, Pavel Burry and the guys deserve to have that. But on the other hand, I can sympathize with those people that just, uh, you know, They got fed a pretty marginal product there for two or three years, and now they're saying, well, you know, we just uh, we can't afford to mortgage the house again so we can uh, bring the gang for a game. But there are plenty of seats available, even though it's the Red Wings tomorrow night, so if you are so inclined, please go over there. Please, we beg you, and support your Florida Panthers. How do you like that? I do a good job. Nice
8: job, Neil. So it really stinks in there, huh, Jason? Somebody stole my box of incense, brand-new box. I just took one cone out of it, and they took the whole box. See,
3: just when you think you got one problem solved, like with this OJ crap and our Center One CDs getting repressed, which we'll have in a few days, you, you, this is just, you know, putting fires out. And by the way, speaking of putting out fires, you know, the fire department that we were waiting for the other day when the sirens were going off, they're right up the street. I, I never dawned on me. I passed them every day on the way to work on Ives Derry Road. I, I could walk from here to there in a minute and a half. Did they ever show up? No. No. So thank God to our friends from, uh what was it, Advanced Security Systems or something like that, I do believe. Advanced Fire and Safety. Advanced Fire and Safety, thank you so much. That thing would still be blowing right now, and a goddamn alarm too. What kind of service is that for all you guys sliding up and down the grease pole right up the street here on Ives Derry Road from the fire department? Of course, probably this place, you know, we can't afford to pay. We probably don't have the contract because we can't afford to pay for it, so it's probably not connected to them. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the a t and t wireless line Here's Miami, Hello, hello, yes, sir,
5: Yes, I'd like to talk to you about um religion, and I totally agree with you on I think it's a total farce,
3: yes, that's what Jesse said. It's a sham for weak minded people who need a crutch.
5: Yeah, I was watching Court TV the other day, right? And they had some guy, uh a 19-year-old kid, who murdered a nine-year-old because he thought that God told him to do it.
3: God? Told that, and they're always saying that God, either the God told him or the devil told him. It's always one or the other.
5: I was like, fry the bastard!
3: Right? Just, just like Lavernius Coles and that cult that they, you know, he stabbed himself in the neck up there, and they found one of his cult mates in a refrigerator locker, deader in a goddamn doornail at Michigan State. More craziness. They're all looking for something. What are they looking for?
5: Yeah, I'm 25 years old, and uh, um, my parents and family—they praise religion. I just, I just don't see
3: it. Come to bug off.
5: Yeah, exactly. Come
3: to get with the program. Time to come to come into the 20th century. It's almost over. Okay, pal. God bless you. All right, thank you. And I'll pray for you. All right, thanks. Let's pray for him right now. Baruch Ata Adonai, et cetera, and so on. Yaha ha. 567-0560-560. Ha. Oh, five, 60, five, five, 60. Uh, I mean, it's so ridiculous. People mumbling a bunch of stuff. They don't even know what it means. And if they did know what it means, they would all be going like, like that. Or maybe like yeah. like that. God, he keeps creating all these new viruses and this new uh, tuberculosis is making a comeback and all these things. And then, of course, this woman in the paper today who's thanking God that they finally are doing something about the uh, fen thing with his lawsuit. But she says, it's too late because I feel so crappy. I'm not all that excited, but I thank the Lord they're doing something. If the Lord is involved in this, how come he didn't create us like Superman and vulnerable to all of these things? So when some goddamn drug company tries to peddle you a bunch of crap for fun and profit, that it doesn't affect your body, huh? In fact, you wouldn't need any goddamn
8: drugs if we were invulnerable, and then they'd all be out of business. He made us that way first, but then we sinned. So Yeah, that, and back. then
3: he got pissed off, and let me say it again. How could God get pissed off if
0: he's perfect? It's such a short
3: discussion. It doesn't have to be a long argument, a long discussion. It's just it, only a fool, only a simpleton could believe that. Only a nincompoop could believe that. He made us perfect in the beginning, but then, of course, Eve, you know, was screwing around. It was the pear on the ground. I'm, I'm convinced of that. It was the pear on the ground that really pissed him off. And then, of course, Noah, that old drunk. He was the only good guy, him and his family, that was left. And so we had the flood, and the guy got pissed off again. He keeps getting pissed off, even though he's perfect, and his wrath keeps waxing hot. That's what Brooke Daniels said. Yeah, that bad wax job, she, uh, that's what it was. He heard her show, and God's wrath waxed hot right between her goddamn,
2: whatever it was.
3: 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We're trying to find out why the Jamaicans and the black folks hate each other so much today. And then George is going to pick on the uh, white Cubans at noon. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
6: Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Pretty good, sir. Uh, Kevin Spacey has a revolving closet door, huh?
3: He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out.
6: It's not bolted. Even Jeff
3: Cohen has never been in and out uh-huh. as much as he is.
6: It's not bolted shut like Travolta and Tom Cruise, though, right?
3: Right, that's correct.
6: But uh, what I want to talk about, did you see Jesse uh, Ventura on Letterman you don't leave last out night?
3: Henry Winkler. What is it?
6: Did you see uh, uh, Governor Ventura on Letterman last night? No,
3: I was at the, uh, no, I, I don't watch Letterman. It was a candy coated. I know,
6: Letterman's a total uh, silly old man now.
3: Yeah, too many pencils through the window.
6: He didn't ask one question about the religious issue. And, uh, it was just a glossed over interview. Yeah. Cause there's uh, definitely, uh, Popular media is a tool of of the government, I'm, I'm convinced. Of,
3: of course it is. These people, it's the establishment. They all say, just like Tim Russett there on Meet the Press last Sunday, oh, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? He backs them up against the wall, and he puts them in a position where he knows he's going to have to give certain answers or he totally loses all his credibility because that's the American effing way. You can't really be a nonconformist and tell the truth in this country because the establishment won't let you do it.
6: Oh, definitely, yeah. The two N-words you cannot say on... Idiot boxes, uh, nig and no god.
3: Nigger and no god, right. And uh, you can say nigger.
6: You, oh, you can? Oh, I can okay. you can say
3: sand nigger, too. That's what George is going to say. Hey Neil,
6: that the show that precedes you, um, I can't stand it. Yeah. But there's one guy with an annoying weasel voice that oh, talks yeah. in catchphrases. Who, which one is that?
3: Oh, no, that's the, a beefo that talks in catchphrases.
6: Yeah, he, he sounds like the runt of the litter. Who's that?
3: I that's beef Oh,
6: that's Beefo. okay. In all fact, right. we're
3: going to have the beef-o one after on Monday morning. Okay, let's oh, have I a get... great day, okay, pal. Okay, bye-bye. And thanks for your excellent taste in uh, popular contemporary radio. It's Friday,
1: you bastard. In theaters now, from the producer of The Sixth Sense, it's The Seventh Sense.
2: I smell all people. people. Oh, me, too. They smell like Ben Gay. <laughs> I like mothballs. They smell like albacore. Smell like like polish. The Seventh Sense. No, like an albacore stuffed with mothballs. <laughs> Showing
1: now.
3: By the way, I think there was a sports part that Jason cut in there. Oh man, it's seeping through here. Thank God George finally found his incense. Just in the nicotine too, by the way. It's 11:30 at at 560 WQM. We got the Hank Goldberg show at two, and then we got Hank with Jimmy Johnson, which of course is not unusual because this week for some reason they become joined at the hip. And believe me, that's not a shot. It's just uh, I'm saddened by that. But Jimmy has certainly got Hank's ear. There's no question about that. Six to seven forty-five talking baseball with my good, close, personal friend, the surly Donnie B. And seven forty-five we got the Mets in the zona again. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Maybe we'll have uh, some of our great Panther fans calling in and telling us why they don't go to those games. Is it the money? Is it the crappy product we had on the ice the last three years? Is that could that be it? Is it the fact they don't like that crappy food over there? What is the reason, huh? Or maybe they just don't give a crap. That could be it, too. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing today? Okay. Good. Hey, this is, were you fudge packing? This is his boss. And yes, I just sir.
5: Wanted, I, he's probably listening today. He got his wisdom teeth pulled out today. So I just wanted to say, hey, Ricky, were you fudge packing? And um, I got my
3: wife with me, and I thought maybe if you get a chance today, I uh, could you play spousal arousal. We'll do it. Hey, thanks a lot, Neil. Will you fudge way. back in? Okay, pal. All right. I'll read it, you. for whatever that means. 567 400 open lines here this half hour for your perusal. We've been rolling along, smoking here today. You can almost smell it. Maybe it's the incense. God, I love that. Oh, I just like to sit around and uh, sniff incense all day. Five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You notice how these other people, because I know that a lot of you people out there have got very, you harbor very, very strong feelings about ethnic groups, about blacks, and about whites, and about all of these things, and I think it's a very healthy exercise, but I've noticed a tremendous reluctance, even with our gigantic audience over these last 700 years on these stations, that nobody, almost nobody ever wants to really tell it the way they feel it. I'm not saying that just because you feel that way, it's accurate, or that it's, uh, gonna be palatable to anybody, but why the hell does not explain to us why it is that you hate, uh, Whoever the hell it is. What is it about? Is it the way they smell that bothers you a lot? Uh Is it the fact that their hygiene is very poor? Uh And that the the hair is like uh, all frizzled up and like... Uh I mean, what is it that bothers you the most? Or the fact that you feel endangered when you go to your ATM at uh, 2 in the morning and maybe one of those people, one of those standing behind you, does that bother you? Uh They just won't say it. They won't spit it out. See, it's just like the thing with the words. With all all these... Horrible words, you know, faggot and nigger and spick. Uh, well, they're just words. That's why we try to make render them meaningless. It's like an excellent exercise. I think it's got some value. And if we just vent a little bit once in a while, I know most of you are afraid somebody will recognize your voice, and they'll say, oh, that uh, Ed Schwartz over there, he's a real uh, piece of crap. He's an anti-Semite. He's a bigot. Whatever he is. And maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe Ed Schwartz is a piece of crap. But what's wrong with being a piece of crap? I mean, we can't all be great people like me. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey,
5: how are you doing, Neil? Great. Long time listening. No, first time caller? No, how yeah. are
3: you? 560 oh, five, pound 560 on the 18th. See, that's why I hit little spicks, is because of those three Julios that sit around with their little circle jerk every day. And, you know, it, it's so pathetic to me because that's the same line every time. So within four seconds, we already know who it is. You don't even have enough smarts to change the material. You're pathetic. You just tear my kishis out. And then, of course, I see a guy like Waldenio, and I say, oh, I love those young Cuban guys. And that changes my whole tune, you know. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello.
7: Neil, God.
3: Yes, sir, speaking.
7: Neil, real quick comment about Oprah. Yes. We'll see how quick she gets married now. Meaning what? Well, hey, who's going to want to vote for a woman that can't make a decision in her own personal life whether to get married or
3: not? Yeah, she ain't running for anything. You don't she, think? No shit. For four hundred thousand a year, she makes more than that in a week. Yeah, i to yeah, take a crap job like that. It's not the money issue with her. It's probably the power trip. No, she don't want any part of it. Believe me. It's it's all the right. money. Trust me. Yeah, I gotta call someone a douchebag. Yes, sir. I didn't say on the air though. We're all done doing that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. He's just asking permission to do it off the air. Yes, sir. Oh, God! It's granted you special dispensation. Irritation. You may do it. Here's Margate. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? How are you doing? I was
7: at the uh, Kings game the other night. Yeah? Great game.
3: Why do you say that it was not a great game? The last well, three the minutes last, were great.
7: The last minute and a half were good.
3: The last three minutes, yeah. The,
7: well, what I don't understand is how the, the amount of fans that were there, stupid, they're going to get a bench minor and they keep throwing the magnets on the because ice. Because
3: they're assholes. Because exactly. they're barbarians and they ought to be exactly. banned for life.
7: Exactly. But anyway, love your show. Don't listen all the time, but
3: when I do, love to listen. Bye. God bless you, sir. We'll all pray for you. Five six seven 560 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Nobody wants to tell us why they aren't coming anymore. Maybe they just all left. Maybe all the people that used to go, maybe they just didn't come back this year. Maybe they went someplace else and they decided, we're just not going to go back to that bum fork place. And, of course, I can't blame them for that. Could I blame them for that? No. No. No way, Jose. I don't think that's it, though. I think it's the money. I think it's the food. I think it's the uh, crap product that was on air two, three years. that was very uninspiring. I think it's a lot of the propaganda from the organization and that uh, there's a certain credibility gap there. I don't want to mention no names, but they both are the same, Murray, Here's a mobile in Oakland Park. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
7: I can tell you why I won't go back. Okay. 30 bucks to get in, $9 for a hot dog and a beer. and right. A hot dog tastes like crap. Right. And a wilted that- whinny. What's
3: that? A wilted weenie.
7: Really? And I, uh, I was so high up there, I felt like God was uh, behind my left shoulder there.
3: Yeah. The least they could do is provide oxygen, I think. <laughs> that's it. Okay, thanks, pal. Thanks for your refreshing honesty. All you Panther folks, I know you're listening over there. Believe me, I'm trying. I want to get those people in there. Believe me. No fun sitting in a goddamn mausoleum like we had there on Wednesday night. Well, especially early, because we usually get there early, too early. That, That's going to stop, because what's the point? There's nothing going on there. But, I mean, geez, uh, like about 6.30, I thought it, the game get called off or something. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. You couldn't complain about the atmosphere in there because there wasn't any. It was deadly. And it was, no, you know, none of those petunia pigs down there with their nose pressed up against the glass, you know, those uh, jock sniffers. Even they weren't there. Even for Luke Robitaille and Ray Whitney and Pavel Albury. they weren't there to get their nose pressed up against the glass to sniff around. Maybe they got something in their nose. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Maybe they have to benefit of some of the fallout from that money that was supposed to go (laughs) to. Nobody in America can believe that Greg Reed actually made that statement in that article. And by the way, he don't deny it. He said that. He actually said that, that thing in a paper about some of it went to OJ-related expenses. Why would you say that? Why? Why would you say that? Why would anybody with an IQ larger than a goddamn uh, mosquito, why would they say that? Of course, I forgot who I was talking about. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am.
7: I I graduated from high school in 94 at Western.
3: Right.
4: When I graduated, we had 4,000 students, which I think it sort of accommodated us, but the fact that our lunchrooms were packed and if you weren't a big asshole like me and pushed to the front of the line, mm-hmm. you, would,
7: you,
3: you wouldn't get your lunch until lunch was over and then you couldn't either. you'd be late for class. Right. As far as Flanagan goes, you know, if they didn't bust, about 1,500 people from about 30 miles across town mm-hmm. into the school, then you know, it might be a
7: little better. And I know that a lot of people come out here to the suburbs, all of these young schmucks that live out here in Pembroke
1: Pines, yeah. to get away from the city and the people who inhabit the city. And the fact that they're getting all of these city people bused in, I know a lot of them aren't happy with it because I wait on them. That could I, I, thought, something. I thought
3: we were all through with busing. I thought that was uh, coming to a halt.
1: Well, actually,
7: they all they bus they bus a ton of kids from uh, the Miramar and MacArthur area out. Oh,
1: yeah,
7: and so they love that because half the, a lot, you know, um, the people in Pembroke Pines really aren't of color, right? You say, right. And uh, I'm not saying no, that. Very,
3: I, I used to live in Pembroke Lakes. It's very, very white there, although it's also becoming very Hispanic there, too. I mean, heavy duty.
7: We get a ton of people from uh, Miami Lakes, exactly. In fact, Come I, I hear it, the
3: rumor is there's only seven people left who speak English in Pembroke Pines. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm hearing, four yeah, or five people. Yeah,
7: the rest people. of them speak Hebrew. Right. Uh, yeah. I, actually, I was just in Publix over there in Pembroke Pines uh, getting some bagels. Boy! Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The one
4: right next door to Cemetery Village.
2: Oh, sure. yeah. Uh,
4: there was about 15 dead people in produce and, like, 10 over in the bakery. And as I was in the bakery picking up my everything bagel,
7: uh,
1: some nine-year-old whacked into the back of some old, other old man. And mm-hmm. I was uh, broke his kneecaps.
3: Ankle paramedic time in Pepper Pine.
1: <laughs> Please, go
3: to and the don't, public. And don't, don't eat the uh, poppy seed ones, pal. You'll never pass your next drug test. <laughs> Have a great day, well, pal. Well, I don't think I'd pass anyway. Peace. Okay, see ya. Did he say, oh, he said peace. 5670560, oh, pound 560. I thought he was doing French, uh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless, wireless line. I thought he said peace on them is what he said, those old farts. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting old. I'm getting pretty goddamn old. Oh, God, am I. But you know something? I still feel young because I live here. Oh, that's right. I'm so goddamn young I'm embarrassed by it because, Jesus Christ, the median age here is at least death plus ten. 56 on the verge of 57 very soon. That's not so old down here at all. No. Like a spring chicken. So, like I said, we like to all get old. But, you know, you got to do like you do in most other places. Shove all the old people off into one part of time. Don't don't let them loose into like civilized, like Pembroke Pines. Pembroke Lakes was really very nice when I lived there. And then they built that cemetery village and most of us flew out of there. We couldn't get away fast enough because... Conan and the Barbarians without Conan. Or
2: banging in the butt, honey. Yeah. We dance like species. We sing like good seas. But we must tell you we swear we're not gay. if you wore these outfits to the class, they would. As cute as can (laughs) be As they get older They all figure out We're hiding our latency One thing is for sure We get manicures Was our clothes on No, 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 no. I swim with my game. That's
3: what Kevin Spacey said as he raced out the door, running away from RuPaul, and everybody went. <laughs> sure, we believe you. Sissy Spacek, uh, Spacek, fourteen till noon at 560 WQM. The George Rodriguez show from the 2 today is George rips uh, white people. 5670560 pound 560 on the 18th. Well, I'll give you an update on his uh, swing club. Sure hope his wife ain't listening. Here's the sunrise. Hello. Hi Neil. Yes, sir.
7: I heard you talking about it with sports. I don't go. I haven't gone to a sporting event in 30 years. Ever since I got cursed out by Jerry Grody and Al Weiss at a Met game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Big argument. I was asking for autographs. I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And they they weren't giving them back then. <laughs> I said, you know, something. Screw you. you know, it was the last event I ever went to. Excellent.
1: Uh, that would do it.
7: As, yeah. You know, as far as I heard you with the blacks, you know, I'm like the most. Pre- I used to be a Jew. Now I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. I'm like the most prejudiced Boy. person. Yeah. I don't like anybody. Yeah. I mean, I see this kid up at, this kid, this man up at FSU who does, who, who did shoplifting. I did that when I was 13. I got home. My parents beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Never did it again. I mean, it's about morals. Yeah. You know, and another thing, you know.
3: Wait, wait a minute. You're talking about athletes and morals?
7: Yeah, well, it's confused people. People and morals. Right. And then, you know, well, then you throw in the religious nuts. You know, that's a whole other story. But I tell you something about them. Okay? I'm in sales. I sell timeshares down in Pompano. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone has any religious symbol on it, a cross or whatever, I make the sale ninety percent of the time because they all could be convinced.
2: They yeah, just have this
7: open mind and right. I just think it's I don't know, they, they're easy. they you know, yeah, they're all easy, you know, they're dumb. But <laughs> but keep buying the timeshares.
3: Okay, nice going, pal, I'll pray for you. Right. Yeah. Five, six, seven. I mean, anybody could buy into that crap. I guess they'll buy anything. Talk about no sales resistance. Oh, well, God's getting pissed off, you know. He's getting really upset, even though he's perfect. See, so he keeps playing these games with us. He couldn't just make us, you know, uh, inv- you know, invulnerable like Superman. Couldn't do that. No diseases, no dying, no all of this. And, of course, we had to die because then otherwise, if we weren't going to die, what could we be afraid of to believe all those fairy tales? Fear of death. If you took away fear of death, religion would all vanish tomorrow. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello.
4: Hey Neil, thanks yeah. for taking my call. Thanks
3: for making your call, sir.
4: I'd like to address what you brought up earlier about why fans don't uh, go out. Uh, personally, I, I'm a big, a big Panther fan, right? And I'd love to take my family. Unfortunately, my one family member is three years old and you have to pay for him. And outside of the Marlins, they pretty much priced my family out of going to a sporting event. They don't Mm -hmm. give you a break for a young kid to sit on your lap. Right. And Panther Pack, I'd love to go down and get a Panther Pack, but I live in West Palm, so I'm not going to drive down to NRC. And for me to go to my local ticket master, Like there's a major concert going on sale tomorrow. I'm in line with 200 people. It's not like there's any special line for Panther Pack only. Right. So you're in line with 200 other people for two hours just to get a Panther Pack. Mm -hmm. Now, God bless the Marlins, and although it's been somewhat amateur, Major League Baseball is still Major League Baseball, and I can at least afford to take my my three-year-old and my wife to a Marlin game every now and then. But everybody else has become too corporate. And does not care about the family.
3: It's interesting to see how desperate they're getting. Pat Riley not only they have that full page ad for the Heat in the paper the other day, but Pat Riley is running spots on this station where he's begging for people to buy tickets, and they're selling Heat tickets for like eight and nine bucks in the nosebleed up there.
4: You know, I heard that this morning, and if you take a look at this, if you take a look at the seats, they're obstructed view seats. You're not going to see anything. Right. I mean, I, I even gave that a shot.
3: But you can soak up the atmosphere. though. it will be great. Oh
4: well, you know, you you bribe uh, bribe the usher and get down up front, but. Uh, uh, like I say, you know, that's not the right thing to do. And, and, and Major League Sports needs to take away a little bit from the corporate from the skyboxes and think about the families or at least cut people with young kids a deal yeah. to, to get the three. You're going to make your money by me buying the, the $15 Styrofoam finger and the, and the Cokes and, and the hot dogs and mm-hmm. everything else for the kid. At least let the kid in for free.
3: Okay. Amen. Th- Thanks, thank you. Yeah. You know, he said the magic word corporate. See, that they thought they were being real smart, real clever. But all these skyboxes and all the club seats and all the uh, corporate, uh, you know, buying up all these big chunks of seats. And guess what? That was that was several years ago that started. And everybody was saying then they're pricing the average fan out of the uh, business. The average fan can't come and enjoy it anymore. They can't afford the punishment. And now, you know, when they get some corporate people that don't renew for whatever reason or a vanish or whatever happens, all of a sudden they're left with all these goddamn seats. Oh, my God, what do we do now? Who? What ordinary uh, mortals can uh, afford the uh, punishment here? Didn't take very long. This is only our second year in the Macarena, and after last year with a spectacular like 16,000-plus uh, season tickets in almost every game, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand 19,000 people, now here we are. It's all coming home to roost, all depending on that corporate crap. When you price the average people out of it, you got real problems, baby. Here's Sonny Isles. Hello.
6: Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, another reason is I think you said the other day that eventually it's going to be all pay-per-view, I think, anyways, with just some people playing
5: and everyone right. sit home and watching. He stands it.
3: And stands, uh, and everybody will have to pay for it if they want to see it on TV.
5: Yeah, I think one reason everyone didn't go to the game the other day was because uh, I think the Marlins were playing that night, too.
3: Yeah, that might that would do it. All
5: right, we'll see you at Nick Tahoe's, baby.
3: Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560, the 18. Yeah, let's get the garbage plate. Nick Tahoe's, now you're talking. God. That's what we need—is a pl- Nick Tahoe's down here with it. Oh, and by the way, I almost forgot. See something good to look forward to? We got steak and shake coming like any uh, second now. See, that is something to look forward to. And you can do the Atkins there; just don't eat the bun. Just get those weird little burgers, pop them in your puss. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
6: Hey Neil, how are you? Great. Um. Okay. Here's my take on the uh the thing with the mar- uh, the, the Panthers.
3: Whoever they are, yeah.
6: Yeah. Exactly. Um was a season ticket holder since day one. Uh up until last year I had tickets in the lower bowl which is like fifty five hundred bucks. Um, you know, every August I tremble when that bill came around on my American
3: Express card figuring how, you know, I was going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, so this this last year I figured, well if I'm going to pay fifty five hundred dollars and I'm in the back row of the lower
7: bowl, I at least want to be moved down to the lower half of the lower bowl where the you know, the ushers can police people from you know, getting up and switching seats, you know, during play, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole first period up in the, in the upper half of the lower bowl, people
1: are moving around because they're not being policed. Mm -hmm. So I requested to be moved down to the lower bowl and, uh, the lower half of the lower bowl and they just had,
7: you know, they could care less. And for the $5,500, I said, you know what, I can be
6: put to a coma in my living room instead of sitting in a comfortable seat, you know, for that kind of money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, uh. That's my take on it. That's why I don't go. Okay. And uh, one other thing. Um, I don't know if you caught uh, CityLink Magazine. Uh, I think it was last week's issue. There was a, uh, a little blurb in it about Jimmy Johnson when he was coming back from uh, the Denver game. And then, you know, there was a threat of Hurricane Floyd hitting. Uh, he was he was uh, saying how he was never – he was quoted how he was never going to
3: fly American Airlines right. again. But did you read that? Yeah. Did you, did you catch that thing? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I I didn't know if you. Uh,
3: yeah, but you know something. Or... We all say that. We all say we're never going to fly American. We're never going to fly whatever. And then the, your choices are so limited. You got you got no choice anyway.
1: That's be true. Better. But he, he he
7: was just an inconsiderate asshole. As yeah. far as you know, he he had no regard for. Anybody else? You know, to no, no, whole a, universe. He's a,
3: he's a totally self-indulgent prick. There's no question about that. That's Jimmy he, Johnson.
7: He is. He thinks the world revolves around him.
3: Right. That's right. And
7: uh in closing. But don't forget. Uh,
3: don't forget. Yeah. We got a shot. Yeah.
7: Exactly. A couple
3: more times. Right in the head. Right? Okay. Um. And in closing, please can you do anything about those Joe Rose spots for uh, extra terrific deals? They, they are the absolute worst. I mean, I got on. I, I was, just, turn I was the radio just saying off. that to George during the last break off the air. I said, Oh boy, I, these these just send me over the edge. You know.
7: There is there is nothing more irritating than him doing a spot. That was like the other one for Air uh, Around the Clock when he used to yeah. sing. Yeah. Uh, it's just the absolute worst. I mean, it's just, they got to put a mic on and
3: it. shouting and uh, yelling. And he sounds
7: like an idiot on yeah. top of it. I mean, if he was. Somewhat intelligent sounding it would be
3: one thing, but, you know, he definitely is not that. Now you're losing so. contact with reality now, sir. Have a uh, great right there. I, I it's, uh, you know, I sometimes ask for too much. Okay. See ya. Take it easy. Joe's a great guy. Never stole a freight train. I'm not talking about Joe Costello, who just sat down in there and looked at me like, uh huh. I'm talking about Joe Rose. He's a good guy, but he's a little, uh, you know, <laughs> a little dense. He's a, he's a jock. What do you want? He's a jock. In addition to which, he's under a lot of stress because Danny's taking all of this heat this week, taking all these shots from Jimmy. From Jimmy Bird Johnson, we could have a shot John Johnson, and uh, Joe just crumbles under the pressure. of That you ought to say, he looks like he's aged ten years this week. You see him this morning? God, he slumped up there against the goddamn wall.
8: I know this is a little late. Yes, you think you do that loop back rope before you split?
7: Oh Jesus, no problem. Instead, at no, all.
8: I'll switch it out with because I don't know if it's up to date on the recorded stuff. Okay.
2: Hi,
4: everyone Roy Foster here, yeah, I used to be a big football star, but now we're here. You're listening to the most straight up person I know, George God
2: Wubble, wubble, wubble.
10: Yo, 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 and hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the house
1: of OJ and
10: L.T. Mm-hmm.
1: We be your sports talk friends. What you be eating man? I be eating my breakfast. What's up with you? You haven't touched your sausage. I don't have
10: a knife.
1: Here, use mine. Chill out, baby. I, I said a knife, not a machete. Well, I always keep one handy in case I encounter those Colombians who killed my wife. <laughs> yeah, like you be looking for them, huh? Mm-hmm, that's right. I know he'll show up on the golf course one day. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, did you hear about (laughs) Demetrius (laughs) Underwood? Joey, he's having himself all by himself. He should have gave me a call. I'd do the job right. Like slicing devil's hands. Oh,
10: get yeah, you devil, you.
1: By the way, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Water Nancy and Roy for giving us this opportunity of be having our own show. No, no one can squat like the Water Nancy. What you be talking about? Oh, he was outside
10: the stadium the other day. Mm-hmm. I saw him squatting in the parking lot. Well, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Hey, yeah, she went all right in every way. Mm-hmm. That's right. She was squatting and dipping and twisting and pissing and uh, leaving souvenirs.
1: Now, I understand. And all this time, I thought I'd be kicking an alligator. Well, uh, who's that? Who'd that be? Who'd, Who'd that be, be over pro- there? That's the program, director.
2: What do you want? What do you want? Do you, want? you know you may act big. Get out of here and who's
8: there. <laughs> 1202560 WQAM. See, I'm oh, I'm a sorry.
2: WQAM.
8: Like I said, I forgot how that thing ended. So anyway, it's the George Kills Two Hours and uh, Joe talks about his racing show so Neil can get to the airport show. takes him about 20 minutes. So we got to bank it good for about 20 minutes then he won't be listening anymore and then we can just play uh, Delirium for the rest of the day. That's our musical guest for these two hours is uh, Delirium. Remember the uh, Broke Down Palace soundtrack I was playing you cuts off of? Unfortunately, I left it in my car. Thank you, Tracy Neely. I actually went out and bought a CD for the first time in a long time and it's Delirium. If anybody knows anything about these people, call and tell me about it because... um, It's interesting stuff, it's good stuff, and it sounds kind of like Enigma, most of it, uh, drum machine, gothic, chanty sounding stuff, but it's sort of like an Alan Parsons project sort of deal where they collaborate with people, and one of the cuts that I'm going to play is uh, written by, the lyrics are, and it's sung by uh, Sarah McLaughlin. but there's other people, mostly female vocalists. I think it's all female vocalists, the ones that aren't instrumental, but the music's written by these people, so that's what I'll be killing time with when I run out of things to say, which I don't think I will. I think I have two hours worth of stuff and I won't have to take a call between the center one thing, which I'm going to talk about and give my take on that whole deal and send some messages out to some people. i got to finish the swinging story because all, even though – well, how many times did I say during that show, don't call me and tell me the, you know, ask for the conclusion of the swinging story. I'm going to save that for when I get on the air. How many times, 100, 50, 1,000 times did I say don't call me off the air when Neil gets back? And ask me to finish the swinging story, I'm going to save that for material for the next time I go on the air. Because everybody was hanging uh, on the edges of their seats, all these warriors out there who apparently have no sex lives of their own. So so here's the rest of the swinging story really quickly. Uh, I'll try to bang that out before the break so that I can talk about this other stuff that I want to talk about, including uh, Los Van Vans. And I have a a new and improved OJ angle that I think is going to satisfy everyone um, because it all ties in sort of with what I'm going to be saying here. But anyway, the swinging story, when we last left, uh, George and his swinging life, wife, life, not yet. We're not, we haven't done anything yet. There you go. We haven't done anything. We went to the Boca barbecue where Mr. and Mrs. X were supposed to show up and we were gonna get to know, uh, each other a little bit better, but they shined and I don't know why. Whatever. Brian said that, uh, they seemed kind of wishy-washy about, uh, uh, going and I don't understand that. It kind of led us to believe that maybe they didn't want to actually do anything socially. They just wanted to get together and, well, we weren't ready for that. We weren't quite re- ready for that yet. By we, I mean her. So we they didn't show up. We didn't call them. We went back to Plato's on a, what was it, a week later, the following week. Went to Plato's. great time had by all. I don't know where you guys went. The, your girlfriend's dress broke, the zipper broke or something like that, and she couldn't put her clothes back on. Did you ever wind up in a towel? That was, that was at the end of the night, pretty much. We okay. hung out the whole time. With Danny. Anyway, and it turns out that girl that was coming on to me and everything, turns out she was a stripper, so she was telling the wife's friend that she's a stripper, So and you know how I feel about that. How do you know this? She told the wife's friend. Speaking of the wife's friend, do you have this ties in? Remember my friend, who we will refer to as Dudley Do-Right on the show? I told you the story, but there's, the, there's a rest of the story. Took a friend with us because... Uh, First of all, there were going to be more females than males, so there was room for another guy to come with. And I asked my friend to come along for various reasons, but most importantly, because he had just had an incident the day before with his girlfriend. They were at a place, her ex-boyfriend showed up and gets in my friend's face. My friend, we will refer to him as Dudley Do-Right. You might have heard me mention him before as the guy whose wife was a slut and was bagging everybody that he knew, she was having sex with all their mutual friends, and he caught her, and it was a big, messy divorce and everything. And how the jackal missed her, I don't know. I guess I just never caught her alone. So, but anyway, every time I make a joke like that around him, he goes, that's not so funny, man. That's not funny. Yeah, it is. It's hysterical. Everybody else laughs. But I can't, you know, nobody can uh, even cheat around him. All the married people that he knows, they can't have any infidelities around him, or he starts preaching at them. Dudley Do-Right.
6: Because he had a horrible
8: Because experience. he had a horrible experience, so cheating is poison to him. And besides, he's like the last straight anal-retentive guy on the planet. He's, he's the one that, that women talk about wanting to find, but actually when they do find one, they screw them over and treat them like crap, like his wife did anyway. Hey there, uh, boss, Mr. Uh, new PD. What's going on? Clarence, the PD, staying on top of things, calling up with schedule changes. I noticed you didn't reprint the schedule, though, and come running in here in the middle of the show. Not that bad yet. Shut up, you're making him cry. I'm sorry. So, <coughs> so anyway, so Dudley Drewright goes to the club with us and he gets late. Okay? He needed to get late. Oh wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. I gotta finish this before the break because then I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I got too much to cover. So Dudley Dewright, he's with his girlfriend at a place and her ex-boyfriend shows up and gets in Dudley's face all about you better treat her right, and you better this, or you better that, or else, you know, one of those kinds of things. And Dudley says, "Hey, you know, I'll treat her right and everything, but not because you're in my face, motherfucker. And if you want to tangle, you know, let's go. If you want to dance, I'll play the music. That kind of thing. Because he's not a small guy. He's a he's a strapping man, my, my friend Dudley. So they have some words, and they're yelling back and forth. Now what? Listen, the drilling. The old man left the building, what, 30 seconds ago, five minutes ago, and they start drilling immediately. They saw him leaving, so they think it's safe to drill. Well, that's because it's just you. It's just me. I don't, you know what, whatever. It is just me. The audience can enjoy the ambiance along with me. I don't, I, I'm, you know, I don't give a crap right now. Because it's nothing compared to what I've been going through the whole week with the Center One thing, which I will get into. You sound very wound up. I'm very wound up. I've been drinking coffee, a lot of coffee. Very wound up, very jacked. This is the first day that I've actually had any energy. I've been beaten, dogged and beaten over the center one thing starting Monday when Neil came in and said, you know, when I first heard that there was a problem with the disc because we didn't hear that, but I get ahead of myself. So Dudley and girlfriend's ex-boyfriend have words and Dudley's girlfriend actually has the nerve to have a problem with him. Dudley, why are you yelling at him? Why are you this and that? In other words, she sides with the ex-boyfriend who happened to show up on the scene with a chick in his car. So, what does that mean? So, this girl who Dudley is dating is bitching out Dudley for having words with her ex boyfriend who started the argument in the first place, and he doesn't want me to say anything about it on the air because he doesn't want it to get back to her in case she might be listening or mutual friends might be listening because he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize their relationship. So, that basically, they had a big fight, and they broke up the day before, and Dudley was all depressed, so I said, Come on, Dudley, come to the swing club, maybe you'll get lucky, and he did. And here's the punchline, he didn't want me telling anybody that he got laid. How many guys do you know don't want people to know when they got laid? Unless, of course, they're married or in a relationship. Here, here's the, the kind of people I hang out with. I wanted to strangle him, except, like I said, he's much bigger than me. I, I, thought, I said, I, I want to go, because I thought I was going to be doing the show the next day. I don't know why. Or, or, the, or the following week. I don't know why. It was one of those iffy things. I can't remember. I thought I was, but then I didn't. It was one of those maybe holidays, maybe he would come in, I forget why. But that was the whole thing, Oh, you're gonna be if you if you do the show you can't talk about this, you can't mention this. And I'm like, any other guy would be like, talk about it, talk about it, rub the bitch's face in the fact that I got laid the day after we broke up, right? Isn't that how you'd be? That's how a lot of men That's how a lot of men would be. You you you're you're right there with him. You're Dudley Jr. You're, I, just, you're just scared of the girl. I've friend. never been so insulted in all my life. You're just scared of the girlfriend. I'm, I'm scared of your girlfriend, too, so I don't blame you. 1210 on 560 WQAM. That's
1: when the judge came at me.
2: I love the Sopranos each week on HBO. By my TV, I'll be staying. Set up by Uncle June, Tony's mom's a loon. Now he knows who was betraying. He goes to therapy, takes Prozac daily, wants to be with Dr. Melfi. One thing I know, I just love the sopranos. They should win all 16 Emmys. Cause <laughs> Tony! The kids They did flee. The duck they did flee. made him sad and lonely. they lonely, sad and lonely. Him and Carmella live in New Jersey. They are family. Ghosts to better thing. Naked girls dance sing all the time. Bing, bada, a bing, but-a, bing. They avoid the cops. They don't stop. I love the Sopranos. Oh, yeah, I love them. We will see yeah. when Tony uh-huh. gets to see Big Pussy, yeah. his mommy, and yeah. crazy. I want nobody. 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 No I want nobody 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 to miss this show. HBO the Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> Twelve seventeen five sixty WQAM and it is a great show. Thank you, Boca Brian, for taping the entire season for me and we watched it like marathon fashion and we're really depressed when we got to the last one. So hurry up, make some more of them. You haven't seen it yet, have you? He's going to give me a copy of the tape. Excellent, excellent stuff. Oh, wait, I actually have a, uh, if I ever find it.
1: Cuddling and psychiatry brought us to this.
8: No, meddling and obfuscation brought us to this. I wanted to talk about the center one thing. Well, you think I should finish the swing thing. So here's where we are. Haven't done anything yet. Dudley Do-Right and the girlfriend stayed broken up. She got back together with the ex-boyfriend that got in. See? See how he bent over backwards to make sure that she didn't get her feelings hurt and she wound up going back to, uh, this asshole. And I, and I told him, I told him she's, she's a pig, you know, I didn't say she's a pig, I never saw the girl. Yeah, but I really liked her, I really liked her. Oh, doesn't it make you want to puke? Makes me want to puke. Where's the puke? I can't find anything on this thing. <laughs> and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. And by the way, speaking of AT&T wireless, where so far that's the only place that you can make a free call, and I was going to spend the entire two hours talking about producer peeves, things that bug me when I'm sitting in the other room there. Let me just bang one out real quick. All you people that are calling on mobiles and paying for it, you don't get on faster than anybody else. Number one, we don't know if you're really paying for it or if you're lying, so I have to presume that you're lying because the city's full of liars. And number two, That's not the criteria for getting on fast. Again, it's like going shopping in a taxi cab. What kind of people go shopping in taxi cabs? Either rich people who can afford it or really stupid people who think they're going to be able to cut to the front of the line because they've got a meter running out in the parking lot. Either you can afford to make the call or you can't. It's as simple as that. And if you can't, Jesus Christ, what was that? Now they're knocking the ceiling in on us again. You should have heard that. Well, you, you probably did hear it yesterday when they were banging the cable through because you're right across the hall, they were right over our heads. I thought the plaster, well, we don't have plaster, we have those things, but I thought the plaster was going to come caving down on us. I'm all over the place, like you said. i got to consolidate it. Let me finish the swinging thing. You're a tornado. We're going to trapeze, not this weekend, maybe the 23rd, maybe. It's in pencil, because we have to check the trapeze out to give a report on that, and besides, Alan says he's going to hook us up, so we'll see. And everybody that I talk to about is like, ooh, what if they get busted? What if they get busted? I hope they get busted with me there. I want my picture in the paper, big print. I'll pose. I'll, you know, I'll vogue for the cameras and stuff. I'll grab people that are being carried out and pose. Rodriguez
5: what? found uncircumcised. 12-11. Oh,
8: what a giveaway. Let the cat right out of the bag with that one. But that would be excellent publicity. And then, you know, the big trial and everything. And maybe I can get Norm Kent to defend me. i got to talk about him, too. I got too much stuff. That's why I'm whirling like a dervish. I have too many things, and I want to cover them all, and I actually want to get a couple of phone calls in and maybe one delirium song. So this little old lady comes up during the appearance, and shes we had this long-ass table. You wouldn't know because you didn't go because you were, what, racing that day? I was racing that day. How'd you do? Very, very poorly. I'm sorry. But anyway, back to me. So we're sitting there, and I'm like all the way at the far end of the table, and this little old lady, and she's she's shuffling by and she's looking in between. those people lined up kind of along the length of the table in front of us. In the center one, people are on the left and we're over here on the right, my right. And she's, you see her coming down the length of the table, looking in between everybody. Are you George? Where's George? Are you George? And get, you know, to everybody. Until she finally gets to the end and gets to me. Yeah, I'm George. I listen to your show. You do a very good job, but I gotta tell you. And she leans in close and waves her gnarly, shaky finger in my face.
2: Don't do it,
8: don't do that thing that you're talking about doing the swinging thing. don't do that. I never did that, but I knew some people that did that and that and it went very badly for them. They got a divorce, both couples got a big fight and got a divorce. Don't do that thing, so everybody's like really concerned about my sex life now. I think it's very sweet and touching, so anyway that's where we're at. Nothing has happened. we're going to try to use and maybe there will be some better-looking guys there. Maybe the wife will get appropriately drunk. You need and to make your own mistakes, man. I'm telling you, exactly. And, and, again, I'm not content to sit on the sidelines and watch other people. I want, I want to be able to uh, talk about this, you know, like an informed person, to be able to say, yeah, this, yeah, that. The only thing, you know what, something that never came up while we were talking about it that actually is a concern, now everybody around me is going to think that I'm after their wives. Let me just say this. I'm no more after their wife now than I was five minutes ago. Okay? I'm after everybody's wife anyway. Everybody's after everybody else's wife. We just don't admit it. We just don't talk about it. Okay? But somehow, like when you're a swinger, which I'm not, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he he invited us to a party. Maybe they're going to make a pass at us. You know, no more than any other time. You know what I mean? In fact, they should be happy that you've come out with this. Because at least now they know to keep an eye on you. Before yeah. you were like Mr. Stealth Bomber. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's every guy. I mean, you don't trust your male friends, do you? Really? Some of them I do. Ah, get Anthony? out, andy All right, Anthony, right? Anthony, Anthony, He Annie, lose code. What if he was drunk? Doesn't matter. All right. In fact, there are some I trust more. and might be coming that. with, right? You are. You are one of the less. Yeah, no, don't trust me. Don't trust me at all. At all. Drunk, sober, whatever. It's the jackal, baby. I can't help it. The boy can't help it. So anyway, that's it. Done with the uh, the swinging thing. How much time? Now we can get into the center one thing, the CD. Everything was going great. To give people, and Neil talked about the background of this, so I won't rehash everything that he said, but just to fill in some some blanks. Fundraising. Doing charity events was never – that never came from me. That was never my idea. That was something that was going on with the show when I became the producer – and I was more than happy to do whatever it took to be a part of whatever was, it was, it was going on. Even though it was a lot of extra work, it's a charity, nobody makes any money for it, et cetera, and so on. And you heard Neil talk about every time we, you know, at IOD we had real promotions departments. All we did was we mastered things and I typed out the cue sheets and the information that goes on the front label and the back label and everything and gave that to the promotions department. And yes, I still had to be involved to a certain extent, uh, listening to the demo, listening to the master, proofreading the covers, things like that, Uh, more involved than I ever wanted to be, but nevertheless, you know, big whoop, keep paying for my car, Neil, thank you very much, that's for you, you know, no big whoop. So we come over here last year, and I get worse than no help, I get fake help. I get the promotions department saying, oh, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that, and we'll, you know, and I'll see what we can do, you know, a month goes by, six weeks go by, and nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden it's too late to do anything except pick up the ball that's all cobweb-coded, pick up the ball and run really fast, which is what I did last year, all by my lonesome, I'm patting myself on the back, no help from anyone except for Carol at Center One, who obviously, they have to get involved, they're the people making the money, right? You know, go to the lithograph people, design some artwork, print up some labels, go to the CD people, negotiate, you know, I sat there with the phone book on my lap, making all these calls, calling people trying to find the cheapest people that would press the CDs, that would uh, get it done within a certain time slot, and found Trackmasters, who's Trackmaster, no S on the end. Thank you, Bruce Parsons at Trackmaster, who came through for us last year and who is coming to our rescue this year since uh, Green Solutions, and I guess we can mention them now since they're not standing behind their product, much like uh, the other uh, people. Did I say Housemaster? Green Solutions, Housemaster, Trackmaster. Housemaster were the people that screwed up my home inspection and cost me a free roof and also didn't stand behind their money-back guarantee. But I'm getting all over the place again. So this year... We find GPG, Dara, who used to work here, who left on very bad terms, I'm told, by Luann, being a very catty bitch about the whole thing. Um, talking to her in passing about what she's doing now, lo and behold, she's working for a place that happens to be like a company that does any kind of promotions for companies that don't have their own internal promotions department. A spinoff of, uh, of a bigger company that had a really kick-ass promotions department. They do anything, T-shirts, bumper stickers, billboards. Uh, web design, CD ROMs, uh, CDs, anything like that. Wow, that's like, boy, I wish, uh, you know, we had something like that to do the Center One campaign with. And she says, let me see what I can do. Let me talk to the bosses and see if they want to do some things. And so, uh, to make a long story short, they said, yes, we'll do your stuff for a uh, cost. We'll donate all of our work, and the only thing that Center One will wind up paying for is the material of pressing these things. Went, met with them, with Carol from Center One, listened to everything that they had to offer, sounded great we were gonna do a better job than last year for less money. Center one stood to save for like around four grand, maybe even five, in uh in savings by going this route and having them do all the legwork and all the uh design and everything for us since we were not getting any help from the station. So anyway, we found out what happened with the disk. the people Green Solutions who actually pressed the disc uh it might astonish some people inside this building to know that Dara didn't actually press the discs herself. She didn't – unlike Brooke Daniels, she didn't pour hot wax between her thighs and press the discs herself. Some other people pressed them very poorly, and they came out crappy, and they tried to blame the master. And, and if I had given them a master of distorted, uh, noisy dog farts, the CD should be able to queue up and play distorted, noisy dog farts. But some of the tracks wouldn't queue up, and it skipped, and you heard all the, uh, the calls and everything like that. It wasn't GPG's fault global productions group. It was these people who pressed the disc, but nevertheless, GPG stood up and uh, stood by their work and their contact, and they're probably going to have to eat the cost of this first batch of discs. So thank you to them, and Tom, and Dara, and uh, Bill Callahan, the uh, creative director over there, for making a new master so very quickly and so very nicely, and thank you to Trackmaster for uh, doing all the extra effort. They're going to try to get it done in record time. They're bringing in all kinds of extra uh, you know, Mexican uh, beaner labor to hand-assemble the disc instead of sending them out to be machine-assembled and everything? Why are you groaning? Who's bugging you? Stupid collars. Oh, okay. Gee, what a novelty.
7: Where's Neil? Oh, Neil went to the
8: airport, he, asshole. He can leave in
9: the middle of his show? He can do
8: whatever the f- he wants.
9: I can't leave in the middle of my work.
8: May, well, maybe if he got a real job. Maybe if he was a big fat radio star, he could leave in the middle of his work. So anyway, to be continued, because I want to take some time to send a special love message to some people who uh, like to get involved after the fact. Not to do anything helpful, mind you, but just to bust my chops over things that had nothing to do with me. 1228 on 560 WQAM.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, murderer O.J. Simpson. Hi,
9: I'm O.J. Do you have unsightly acne that you want to get rid of? Well, my new acne medicine from Revlon will fit the bill. It's the Nicole Simpson anti-acne and bruise cover-up. This new acne medicine from Hell hides acne, beatings, and even stab wounds. Only twenty nine ninety five. Call one eight hundred OJ Scabs. Come here, honky bitch, mofo.
2: Yeah. Hi. Oh, you're O.J. Simpson. What the f***? You hit
9: me. Rub all my cream. Rub it on. Rub it on. Rub it on. Rub this while you're at it. O.J. real horny since Nikki dead. Get lost. My bruise cover-up is on every woman I've loved, and you don't even know it.
8: 27 till 1, 560, WQAM. Uh, before I finish the Center One uh story, let me take some calls because these people have been holding a long time and I have absolutely no idea why. It'd be sad if they waited a half hour just to tell me that I suck, but I think that's probably what it's going to be. Mobile and Homestead, hello. Hello, Mobile and Homestead. Goodbye, Mobile and Homestead. Davy, hello. By the way, these new buttons work. Thank you, George Corsa. Davy.
5: Hey, George, how you doing? All right. Hey, um, I got some issues with white people. Can I lay it out for you?
8: Yeah, go ahead. Lay it out.
5: Um, First of all, they lay out in the sun all day trying to look black. Right, they don't yeah. like black people. Right. They yeah. don't want black guys to date their daughters.
8: No, absolutely. But it's not okay
5: not. if it's Michael Jordan or somebody like that. No, them. no,
8: I don't want any black people, no matter how. But rich you're they're.
5: Cuban. It's different with oh, Cubans. Okay. They don't like
8: black, black people, people at all. Period. period. Right, money exactly. or no money. Right, exactly.
5: I'm just talking about the hypocritical white people. Although
8: I would trade places with a black man if I could have a big penis to go with it. I would trade places with uh, a right Yeah, I would
5: like, but anyway.
8: Get very jealous. I think that's a lot of what's going on is we're very jealous of the big schlongs.
5: That could There's be a it. lot
8: of penis envy. But then
5: again, you've got people like families like the Kennedys who've raped, killed, and cheated on their wives, right. but they continually get elected to public office.
8: And black people vote for them. But you want to talk that.
5: about O.J. and black people all the time, why don't you talk about Ted Kennedy and the rest of the Kennedys?
8: Who... I, I, I don't like the Kennedys. I've, done, uh, I've said as much.
5: Okay. But O.J.
8: OJ isn't, a, isn't a black issue. I don't dislike O.J. because he... Well, there's not. a lot of
5: white people that have killed their spouse. But that doesn't
8: make it right, right? Right, it doesn't make it right, right. So talk
5: about some of them
8: sometimes. Huh? i about the, everybody. It's just that Joe's, uh, Ho- black
5: people who listen to this radio station get tired of you just harping on O.J. Well, o- better
8: go listen to W.E.D.R. because I'm going to be talking about O.J. today because he's a murdering scumbag and we don't want to be associated with him. But if you want to stay tuned and listen to what I have to say about O.J., I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Mobile and Coral Springs, hello.
1: Hey, George, how you doing? What's up? Hey, I wanted to ask you about um if you gotten any feedback on um um Phil Henry's show.
8: No. Except that it's on. Wait, wrong line. Kendall, hello. Hello Kendall. Hi. Hi. George. Yes.
4: I want to give you some support, the previous color, the penultimate color. hmm Um I think that you have it right uh, on. I hope that whatever you're going to say about uh OJ Simpson is not too outlandish. Uh, no, you're going like to you. You.
8: You're going to like it. Uh, I hope so. Uh, and I
4: just want to tell that caller, uh, it's not about blacks, it's not about Cubans, it's not about this, that, and the other. It's about being but, a murderer. It's
8: about murderers getting away with it.
4: Yes, sir. Because, that because
8: they're rich.
4: That is okay? correct. And
8: if O.J. had been a pro black man... He'd no, have no, he's going with already. money. Right. And now when
4: he gets caught in the trap, then he starts reaching out to his people. That's right. wrong.
8: Right. The people who he snubbed all his life, by the way. You the got game. it, George. Okay, Absolutely. Thank you very much. So anyway, back to the center one thing, because it actually does tie in with the OJ thing, because obviously there was some fallout behind having OJ involved with that golf tournament that a lot of people inside this building, not only did they know about it, but they were actively actively involved in making it go on. And it's funny that Watching the attitudes of these people change when they actually see one of their peers, one of their accomplices, one of their partners in crime being dragged, kicking and screaming down the hall to the room at the end that's got the electric chair in it. All of a sudden, everybody's starting to scramble around, covering their asses, distancing themselves from the event and especially the OJ aspect of the event, and also calling up people who had nothing to do with it and busting their chops, like uh, like somebody called me on the extensions a couple days ago, uh, third degreeing me over you know who how did we get hooked up with these people and why didn't we use the same people we used last year and why doesn't why that it's really amusing to me to be third degreeed by people who aren't my boss by the way. You know, had them ask a whole bunch of stupid questions about something that they had nothing to do with because the only involvement that the sales department has with Center One is trying to get Neil into as many places as they can for free to give a big kiss on the forehead to Blue Chip sponsors, which is all fine, which is fine and great as long as the sponsor is doing the right thing, which Specs is doing this year, by the way. We appreciate everything that they're doing, but nevertheless, they're getting Neil Rogers in their pad for free on several occasions throughout the campaign, not to mention we talk about them throughout the campaign. They carry the product in their stores, so we're constantly telling people on the air and off the air, specs is where to go to get the Neil Rogers products. Three months of relatively free advertising. In other words, it doesn't cost them any real dollars. It costs a little bit of effort on their part, and they can write it all off, you know, if they actually have to bring extra help in, which I doubt, because that's what they do is put displays up. We've seen them. So I don't think they actually do have to take any extra time, except they are. They're, I mean, they printed up. See the little thing that's hanging there? You haven't seen that? We all got those. Everybody in the store is wearing them. Those little uh, badges. Do you see it hanging from the bulletin board? I do see it. I'm, I'm wondering
5: that. where mine is.
8: You weren't at, at the appearance, dude. You were busy racing. You were busy with uh, with redneck fun. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I know. Acceptable. It. You can have that one. I'll get another one. All right. Okay. So anyway, they're wearing these badges with uh, the cover of the CD on it that uh, GPG did a fine job making Neil look like the Pope, El Papa, and everything like that. And by the way, I can't say enough niceness about them. Did I mention that they're going to eat the costs of these discs even though it's not their fault and it's not Dar's fault? It's like I'm driving a truck full of bread to some starving people why am I driving the truck? Because nobody else was driving it. The truck was just sitting there and the bread was getting ready to go moldy and the starving people were starving, so nobody else was doing anything. So I got in the truck and I start driving it over to where the starving people are. And on the way there, I have a blowout and screeching and sparks and screech to a halt on the side of the road and the bread's going moldy. So as fast as I can, I'm trying to fix the tire, right? And instead of anybody helping me, which, you know, I don't know how many people it takes to change a tire. One, which I don't need any help. I'm doing it as fast as I can. I got people, like some people in this building in Norm Kent, uh questioning. Why did you choose this truck? Why didn't you notice these tires were bald? Why were you in the fast lane? Didn't you see that there was glass in this lane? Shut up and get away from me, all you people. Quite frankly, f- off all of you people who are doing nothing to help me. Who are doing everything that you can to help yourselves, Norm freaking Kent. I get a voicemail the other day and it's from the uh the the PWA, the People with AIDS Association, they're giving Norman an award, the MVP of the year award, their most uh, appreciated guy. Great, wonderful, beautiful. There's a wall of plaques over here for Neil, by the way. There's about five awards over here from Center One for all of the efforts that uh, Neil has done and, uh, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that Neil has raised for them over the years. And great, I, I, don't, I don't remember ever getting a thank you card, but that's fine. I don't want a thank you card. I just want to be left uh, <laughs> alone. By people who are not who were not helpful in the beginning and were now nowhere to be found when people needed to be doing some things in the beginning. But because the CDs came out bad and because the <laughs> hit the fan and some people got some splatter on them, a- apparently they're they're running around scrambling and they're going to bust my chops, even though I need not be involved with it at all. Real, it, it does kind of sound like it was all your fault. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I own I own a CD factory. Don't you know? I I'm I have my own record label Jackal Records. It's it's just an excuse to sexually harass people. So anyway, the CDs came out bad. As fast as I could, the minute he walked in and said, "Listen to this," he played some cuts. It was bad. I was on the phone immediately. As soon as the GPG people found out that the CDs were bad, they were on the phone immediately with the people that pressed them, trying to get them to uh, to fix the problem. They refused to. So we went started back at square one. They worked day and night, cutting new masters. I went driving up there. They're on uh, they're in Deerfield, Hillsborough Beach Boulevard. Driving up there, listening to masters. The manager drove a master down. I met him on the road. I listened to two a day. Until we got it right, the Trackmaster. They found them. They're going to bring in extra help to get this thing fixed as quickly as possible. Everyone involved is doing everything that they can to get this thing fixed as quickly as possible. And I've got people that aren't involved calling up, busting my chops. Norm Kent calling me in the middle of dinner to uh, to third degree me because no, you know, because Neil called him, bitching him out because Center One was his whole idea in the, uh, to begin with. That's how Neil got hooked up with Center One. Is that's Norm's uh, pet charity. And Norm talked Neil into doing center one when Camilla's house snubbed us years ago. Everyone remembers that story. And if you don't, too bad, because I'm not going to repeat it. But that's how that got going. So I don't know what Norm is doing to win his awards. I'm sure that it's something. But as far as getting these CDs uh, pressed, he was doing nothing to help us. And you're not helping me by calling me in the middle of dinner, my, my, you know, downtime. And asking me a bunch of stupid questions. This was the most retarded conversation I ever had in my life. Five times he goes, Neil wants to know when the new discs are going to be pressed. And I'm saying, no, <laughs> Let me do it again. No, <laughs> Norm. Neil wants to know. I want to know. Like I'm withholding information. Let me, let me pull an answer out of my ass, Norm. What could you pull out of yours? 17 till 1 on 560 WQAM. Am
2: I to understand there will be no sad dishes? There's something wrong with our TV. Yeah. Our program director is upset. I asked him what was so upset. <laughs> A poor P B, he was wondering why no one ever talked to me. He was belly and scheduling, then he barely will get in his sleep. Asking, why was anyone listening to me? And when me? started laughing? He ran out of the studio hysterically. I
8: 11 to one w 2 that's number one with a bullet inside the building anyway. We can't play that enough for the uh, staffers in here. We had a big party in here yesterday uh, listening to that. People I hadn't seen in years were in here listening to that. I uncategorically deny any participation. Ooh. Yeah, in Joe wrote it. Joe Castello wrote that song, by the way. Suggested the lyrics and the music to, uh, to Boca Bryan. So anyway, uh, continuing right along, there's this message. Uh, PWA, people with AIDS are giving Norm some big uh, hoity-toity award. The question that they uh, are asking is, will Neil would, would Neil Rogers like to present the award? So I ask Neil and play the message for him, and he says, and I quote, "When they're giving an award for the most useless son of a bitch on the planet, then I'll present it to Norm Kent." I'm just quoting there, Norm, in case you might be listening. You know, but you pissed me off, and I don't, you know, and I don't know what I did to deserve it. Thanks, by the way, for putting me on Neil's contract, for putting that post-it note on the back that says, oh, yeah, and George, too, even though it didn't say anything about my bonus and I had to fight these people for a year to get my bonus. For two years, I was making less money than I had been. I came over here for a pay cut, basically, is what it amounted to because he didn't put the word bonus in that uh, paragraph that mentioned me that says, oh, yeah, and George, too, That's right at the end of Neil's contract, right before, you know, the people sign it. But thanks, Norm. Thanks for thinking of me. He called so... So Neil said that, and uh, when all this crap happened about the CDs, Neil calls, he he was calling everybody and just bitching them out for basically not being involved in the beginning. You know, he was lashing out in all directions, like sh** hitting the fan. It was going everywhere. And uh, last time I checked, I was the only one inside this building that that actually, A, had anything to do with getting the product made, the different products made in the first place, I was the only person inside the building that was doing anything to get the problem fixed as quickly as possible in the second place, but we got Norm calling up. So Neil called him. He calls back four hours later on the hotline, which Neil can't uh, talk off the air on, and he knows that, but he still continues to call that number for some crazy reason, and uh, returning Neil's call, and it was right towards the end of the break, so really quickly, right towards the end of the break. Neil, it's Norm. What should I tell him? Neil gives me the message to tell him. That was four hours ago. Tell him it's been taken care of. Tell him to bug off. I give Norm the message. He says, okay. I say, okay. I hang up and start answering the calls. There were about three or four lines ringing at the same time. There were only two calls on hold. You know how it is when you're doing a talk show. You want the people locked up and loaded so that you can talk to them. And uh, Norm does talk shows or at least has once upon a time. So he's supposed to understand that. He calls back. I don't appreciate the rude and unprofessional way that you just hung up on me. I said, Norm, I thought we were done.
2: You
1: know what I'm talking about.
8: And he's all surly now. I said, Norm, you've done this before. You know what a producer is supposed to do. Don't get that. Don't, don't be that way with me. Don't be that way with me. And now the phone lines continue to ring, and Neil's getting a surly look on his face, as he does when I'm sitting in there hocking a china with somebody and not producing the show, because if there's one thing that Neil always holds true to, is no matter what's going on, he's going to do a quality show. And then after the show, he'll you know, go nuts to the appropriate people, etc., and so on. But while the show is going on, He's doing a show, and while the show is going on, I'm supposed to be helping him do the show because that's my job as a producer. Something that Norm Kent doesn't understand. So he's calling me and bitching me out, bitching me out, and again preventing me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And Neil's going to be pissed at me any second now, and he's bitching me out about that. So I got to listen to that. And then he calls me at home with this ridiculous conversation. Neil would like to know when this. Everybody would like to know, you moron. We would like to know, and Neil will know the second I know, like I'm holding information back. But anyway, so that's my venting, and now the OJ thing, because that ties in with the Luann thing, which that's the explanation for there. Why is she calling me up, giving me the third degree, acting like she's my boss, asking me a whole bunch of questions? Number one, because she had an axe to grind with Dara. You know she didn't leave on very friendly terms. She left on very unfriendly terms. Everyone leaves here on very unfriendly terms. They usually leave... Uh, being carried off by the people with the butterfly net and the white coats. The good humor men come and drag them out of here. This place is the opposite of an insane asylum. It's a psycho factory. You know how an insane asylum is a place where crazy people go to get better? This is a place where well people come to go crazy, and they're usually dragged out, foaming at the mouth, babbling like idiots, wrapped up in a straitjacket. No one leaves here on good terms, and I applaud Dara for hooking up with a good outfit. The GPG people are an excellent outfit up in Deerfield Beach. I recommend them because they stand by their work, unlike Green Solutions, unlike Housemaster who screwed me out of a new roof. And when I called them and said, hey, your roof, uh, the inspector really screwed us and said that the roof is fine when it's not, oh, you're a liar. Your wife is a liar. That's how many companies are. There are a few companies, as far as I know, that when a mistake happens are very quick to jump up, take responsibility, and scramble to fix it as quickly as possible, which is what these people did. And if it weren't for these people being in the middle of it, Center One would have to eat the cost of those discs, of producing all those crappy-ass discs, since the people who produced them are not accepting responsibility for it. So thank God we have these people, and they're not making any money to begin with. They're going through all this grief, hours of work, and now hours of rework, and probably going to wind up uh, spending thousands of dollars covering up other people's mistakes over a project that they were doing for charity, uh, you know, just to be able to put their logo on the disc and on the T-shirt. So thank you to all those guys, Tom and Dara and uh, and Bill Callahan and the uh, creative uh, services, creative director, who burned a mean demo. You should listen to that thing. He made some of the bits sound better than uh, than the originals, running them through the Equalizer and the Doohickey and the uh, Yehudi Framis and all that stuff that he did. Excellent, fine job. So the OJ thing ties in with that because all of a sudden when you see a head, one of your partners in crime, start rolling down the hall, bouncing down the hall, it's time to scramble and do something and start deflecting and start pointing the finger at other people. Like, oh, look, he embarrassed us too. Look what he did. He got involved with some people who were bad people. Look what he did. He's bad. I guarantee that bad CDs didn't go anywhere near... uh, what, what am I trying to say? The embarrassment factor is nowhere near the level that the OJ thing caused this station, which some people I had to, I had to explain, and I'm sure some of my other coworkers also explained to the management here, uh, how absolutely embarrassed we are to be associated with it. Because when you're dealing with a public product like a radio station, everyone knows where you work, everyone knows you're a part of that radio station. When the radio station sponsors an event and OJ shows up, all of a sudden you're all involved. I was getting it. Were you getting it from... Uh, acquaintances and friends and things like that. What are you guys doing about promoting O.J.? Were you getting that? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's embarrassing. even calls on the motorsports show. Right. What the heck's going right. on? Right, right, because people on the outside think that the whole station is, is party to this uh, event of bringing this, uh, this hack and slasher murderer uh, in amongst us when actually it was just a small group of people, plural, small group of people uh, that were involved with that whole thing that were accomplices at least, um, you know, by not doing anything about it, even though they knew very well that he was going to be there, if they didn't actually go and help him be there. Like I said, like it says in that article, we're still sorting this mess out. And I think that finally Greg realizes uh, the hostility and the animosity that people feel towards this man because uh, a lot of people have been leaving uh, hate voicemail and his voicemail and everything like that. Because he wouldn't believe anybody when we were telling him that sponsors were walking off the golf course and clients of the uh, of the country club of of uh, Lago Mar were walking off in disgust. You know that eh, That's just a couple people playing it down. Because some people think that the OJ thing is funny. Some people think it's no big whoop. The rest of us think that it was you know highly embarrassing and uh, and whatnot. And now it's now I'm out of time and I got to go for the break and I haven't even started on Los Van Van yet. Like I said, I'm going to be able to talk an hour. I'm not going to get the uh, song by Delirium in either.
2: Hi,
10: <laughs> I, I be will be
8: Three 560 whoa, this overhead just goes up and down and back and forth. Uh, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Uh, last time we checked, the only way that you can make a free call. And you can get AT&T wireless through Mobile One. That's what I did when Bell South pulled the plug on them. I just had it switch right over. I can call the station for free, not that I would ever want to. But nevertheless, that's the only way that you can make a free call. And once again, mobiles don't um, that are paying for it don't get on any faster than anybody else. That's not the criteria. The criteria is have something to say. But anyway, this OJ thing, and and you're going to give me a look, but here's what I think needs to happen with this whole OJ thing to bury the hatchet, so so to speak. That's just a, a figure of speech. We'd like to hear from some people here at 5670560 that wouldn't mind having OJ move in right next door to them. And I'll be the first. I'll step right up and say, me, I'll be one. The house right next door is for sale. OJ can move right in. I'll bring in some tuna noodle casserole as a housewarming present. I think all the neighborhoods, obviously he won't move into my neighborhood because he's got way more money than I do, even though he owes some people some money, but I'm not going to talk about that. That's just, you know, forget about that. Mm, I don't hear you. Let's not talk about that right now, about the money that he owes people because he was found responsible in the civil trial. I'm not talking about whether he did anything or not. The house for sale, the house next door is for sale. He can move right in. I'll bring him a casserole, a pie, something for a housewarming present, make him feel real at ease. I'd like to hear from some people in some of the nicer neighborhoods that O.J. is looking at houses in to call up and say, yeah, O.J. can move in next door. We'll make him feel very welcome. O.J. needs to uh, move into South Florida. He needs to move to South Florida. We need to all get together and make him feel really, really welcome. And the media can go and film him moving into his house. When the moving truck shows up and everything, the media should all go there and um, we should all drive there and see O.J.'s house and see where he lives and uh, make him feel really, really welcome. See what kind of car he's driving. Maybe write his tag down if you're so inclined. Maybe see if he'll give you a tour of the house. Maybe you could walk around the house, see what kind of property he's got surrounding his house. Maybe he's got some beachfront. Maybe he's got an alleyway behind his house. And we should all get really cozy and chummy with O.J. And we should invite him places to dinner, and the golf courses in the area should send him invitations to join, and maybe after a while o j will be able to feel at ease, which he deserves to be relaxed and at ease. Don't you think, Joe Castello? Don't you think yeah. o j deserves to be you know to be left alone and be relaxed and I think that we should open our arms. And embrace him and make him feel warm and welcome and a part of the neighborhood, whichever neighborhood he chooses to live in. hug the juice day, hug the juice. And eventually, if all of the neighbors do their jobs right and make O.J feel very warm and welcome, O.J will be able to, as he deserves to do, as an acquitted man. O.J will slip into a nice, regular routine. as we all do, he'll be going. To the restaurants that he likes on a fairly regular basis, he might slip into a nice little pattern, like maybe you know, macaroni grill on Thursdays, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Roots, Chris on Fridays, you know, the the golf course that he likes. I'm sure he'll slip into a nice pattern. He'll be showing up at the same time every day. And because we get to know O.J. so well, because we're all going to go out of our way to be friendly with O.J. and chummy up to him and get to know him so well, we'll know. Which car is his? We wrote his tag down. We'll know exactly what kind of a car he drives, even if he doesn't have tinted windows. We'll know what time he leaves home in the morning. We'll, ne- we'll know what time he gets back home in the morning. What do you think? And let him slip into a nice, regular pattern. A nice, predictable routine. We want OJ to relax. We don't want him looking over his shoulder. We don't want him checking under his car. We want him to relax. We don't want him to lock his gate. We want him to relax because we're making him feel so warm and friendly and cozy and comfortable. Watching The Sopranos on tape like Marathon, one right after another, that that occurred to me because that's how they take care of business in The Sopranos when they have to uh, take care of some business. You know what I'm saying? Take out the trash. How do they do it? They put the people at ease. They invite them to a party. They say, hey, we're going to go see some hookers, some Russian boo-boos. You throw in some basic foreplay, they'll detail your card, the Russian boo-boos. So I'm not, you know, suggesting that anyone should do anything other than let's just open our arms and our hearts and they can feel face and put him at ease and let him relax let him relax get so relaxed that he, he would you know not feel the need to maybe you know lock his doors at all lock his gate. you don't need those guard dogs OJ we're all your friends we're all your neighbors. We'll watch your house for you while you're gone we'll keep an eye on your car while you sleep.
3: What do you think? Think that's a good idea?
8: Everybody's happy now. The black people that think that O.J. is one of them for some reason just because he happens to share their skin color. You know, hey, they'll be happy because we're finally off of O.J.'s back. And I think that eventually with time when O.J. relaxes appropriately, we'll just be rid of that problem one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Let's just cut the Hostility already. Let's have another golf tournament. What do you think? Invite him. Bad idea? You're scaring me. <laughs> 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's 109 on uh, the OJ Show, 560
1: WQA. Do you be tired of those annoying stains on your driveway? like oil and rust and, and even blood. Hi, I'm OJ Simpson. And all you got to do is give us a call here at the Water Nasty Stain Removal Service. Well, with just one call, I'll send my personal friend, the Water Nasty, to your home to remove things from the floor of your driveway with a personal squatting method. At O. J. S. Water Nasty Stain Removal Service, no job is too small. We'd kill for your business. Not to mention, I'm available for Bartlett's best tournaments and charities.
8: So anyway, yes, 114560 wqam 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Uh, tell me what you think about the welcoming OJ with warm, loving, open arms to the neighborhood and doing everything in our power to get OJ feeling all good and fuzzy and relaxed. Joe Castello is going to be doing the show tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. when nobody's uh, awake, but nevertheless, he'll give it his best shot, and he'll be talking about... We've got some good stuff tomorrow. Normally, I come on here and I, I lie and say we have good stuff. But this is actually true.
6: Tomorrow we have Gary Thomas, the author of an unauthorized biography of Jeff Gordon.
8: He's hung out with Jeff for a while. We're going to ask him all the questions people are too afraid to ask. Like, why are you hawking that God book, what's in it, what's that all about? Maybe that, that. Okay. Maybe some sexuality questions, whatever I feel like. Okay. He has a wife, you know.
6: He has a wife, you know. And also, the King Richard Petty. We're doing an interview tonight with Richard Petty.
5: Those racing people out there know who the King is. He'll be on the show tomorrow, Motorsports Saturday, 6 a.m. Just
8: set your damn alarm. It's not that early.
2: He has a wife, you know. Does Richard
8: Petty have a wife? Of course. Of course. Oh, I had no idea. 116 on QAM, here's Kendall. Hello. Hello, Kendall. hey. Demon. How are you doing? All right.
5: Uh, let me ask you uh, what happened with your home inspection? Do what? Your home inspection.
8: Uh, the roofer, the, well, we had a, a home inspector come by, housemaster, by the way. Yeah, that's And sure. the guy came by. And what they do, and, and I don't know if you saw the news story that they had a while back about what the home inspectors do. He did exactly what they said on the news story that they do. They write down, like they have this little form that they fill out where they just check off boxes. Right. They'll write these really general, vague, abbreviated chicken scratches on their little form there. Right. But then while they're walking around with you inspecting your house, they tell you things like, you know, they give you details verbally, Right. right?
5: But they didn't it the guy down.
8: told what the guy told the wife was, oh, you have got three little leaks here. This is a great roof, no problem. Don't let anybody sell you a new roof. You got a great roof. And, and he didn't write anything down. And, and the roof was completely, completely rotted through. All Lovely. right, every square inch of wood on that thing was rotted through. And the thing about it is that the people that were selling the house, the uh, owner had died and the family wanted to unload the house fast, which is why we got a good price on it. Right. And one of the deals that we hashed out with the people because they understood that it was an old house is they agreed to kick back from our down payment whatever it cost to fix whatever. Right, you know right. What I'm saying? To bring it up to snuff. Right. If the guy had been accurate about the report and said that it needs a new roof, the people would have said, okay, so what's the what cost a right. new roof? You know, that's whatever. You got screwed screwed $4 grand, But I got screwed. He wrote down something like 800 bucks or something um, to, uh, to fix the roof. So, yeah, I had to eat that. And they didn't accept responsibility. That's what pissed me off the most. If you make a mistake, people make mistakes. Well, house know, is
4: huge. That's
8: probably why. It's huge. They advertise on Jeopardy. But this guy yeah. that I talked to, Craig, I won't say your last name, he was so incredibly rude and adversarial. And when uh, I told him what the guy was telling us when he walked through the house, his only response was, no one said that to you. Right. No one said that to your wife. So, basically, I'm a liar, the wife is a liar, you know, and you know they got you by the short ones because I don't have it on tape. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's got the paperwork. Well, according to the paperwork, it says here, and you can interpret their chicken scratches any, you know, fine right, way right. you want. So, anyway, that's what happened. But thank you, you, Wizard Roofing, for uh, coming to the rescue and working out let me ask you know, you, the deal I can stand.
2: He just gave you the report right there, or did,
5: did they send it to you? Do what? Did he just give you the report right
8: there? Right. He gives you a report right there. Oh, that's why.
5: Well, I have an inspection company. If you ever need me, I
8: mean. Oh, you know, too late now.
5: Yeah. All right. Thanks.
8: All right. All right. Go OJ. Okay, go OJ. Nobody's uh, welcome, welcoming OJ to the neighborhood besides me. Coral Springs. Hello. Bless you, Jeff. Coral Springs. Yes, sir. Yes.
5: Hey, George. How are you doing? Sup? I got a few things to say about OJ. Um, Robin Shapiro, Barry Schick.
8: Mm-hmm
5: I mean, uh who are these two guys? to just skate out of the whole OJ thing. Uh, you uh, know, they're lawyers. The lawyers. That doesn't give them, I mean, they're, that's, that's the, they're, they're system, the reason sir. why O.J. is of walking around today.
8: Of course, but that's our system, sir. That's the criminal justice system in this country, but the we, most lax in the world. No, what? but
5: but the whole thing is, people, they don't realize, they don't blame it on O.J. They should blame it on Robert Shapiro,
7: no, Barry no, if Sheck.
8: You kill, if you kill two people, you're going to hire the best people that you can to get you off the rap, right?
6: Exactly. Well, but, I mean, we we're
8: talking about whether O.J. is guilty. Are you going to let O.J. move in next door and make him feel all comfortable?
6: No, 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 okay, no. Okay, why
8: not? I think why? Gotta, because
6: I, think I, know he, I know he killed the two people. Well,
8: of course, I do too.
6: Everyone else does, every, everyone but else Robert,
8: Schapiro,
7: yeah. Robert Shapiro and very so Sheck. They.
8: And so do they. They knew it too. Yeah, but but we're but I'm talking about whether he's guilty. Don't you think that's a good idea, that we should welcome him to a neighborhood and make him feel all safe and secure and relaxed?
7: Yeah, but why do we? Why do
3: people
8: uh, watch over.
3: watch Johnny Cochran on TV and
8: put I don't him know on why. a high
7: pedestal I don't know why.
3: and
5: put Barry Sheck at the best of his business? You know, Barry Sheck, he said during the OJ trial that, you know, this DNA is, you know, was handled misappropriated and this and that
0: and that, but today if you watch him on TV,
8: mm-hmm.
2: he
0: says, you know, this DNA, because he's a big DNA guy now.
8: Right, he's Mr. DNA.
5: Yeah, now he says it's like 100%. Right. You know, no matter who collects it, it's... It, it, you're guilty,
3: you're guilty. Well, the
8: other no. side was paying him to say that. And by the way, as far as Barry Sheck goes, he's an asshole.
4: Exactly.
8: They're, they're, they're shysters, they're, they're hired guns, it's like the Wild West. They don't have guilt, they don't have feelings, they have, they have feelings, all right, greed, that's it. That's the beginning and the end of their feelings.
5: And, and the whole thing, you know, it comes down to judges and lawyers. What are, what are judges? They're ex-lawyers.
8: Right. And what are, what are politicians? Ex-lawyers.
5: Exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're in a no-win
6: situation the way we are.
8: Revolution. Viva la revolución.
6: <laughs> All right, sir, Thanks, sir by sir. the
8: way, which uh, leads me into the Van Van thing, which I may or may not get to. There are Reuters, I got this offline, by the way. And just there's just a little piece in here explaining the difference between the hardline Cubans and the ones that aren't fanatical fascists and basically it cuts down racial lines. And that's exactly – haven't I been trying to tell you that? That that's the system as it was in Cuba is that the white people owned everything and the uh, the black people cut the cane and things like that. And in here they say um, – uh, where is it? Where is it? The, the line about subtle uh, subtle segregation. I can't find – oh, yeah. Oh, no, they got the right thing. Uh, the people in exile that come lately, the rafters, the people that weren't part of the first waves weren't all the white people left – they're not so up on the philosophies of these right-wing hardline fascists, the people that are causing the big stink about Los Van Vans, who happen to be black, by the way. They don't agree with the politics as they had it in the island. That was part of the reason that there was a revolution in the, uh, to begin with is because uh, people were being exploited and downtrodden. Not that I want to sound like a communist because... By the way, if I had the ability, I would go kick whatever cane cutters are squatting on my property in, in Cuba right now. I would do it today. I'd go down there with an axe handle. Children, pregnant women, whoever's squatting on my family land, you know, get off. Get off right now. I don't care what color you are. Get off. So I don't want the, the you know, my um, my right-wing brothers out there to think that I'm going commie on them all of a sudden. But these other people, the the younger Cubans and the people that are just getting off the rafts right now, they don't agree with these hardliners, the ones that are causing a big stink, and it is a very racist thing. And I don't know uh how communist these Van Vans are just because they took their name from one of the Castro speeches, but they're actually taking shots at the Castro government in some of their songs. And obviously, they can't be too overt because anybody who actually says anything critical in an overt fashion in Cuba of the government, they disappear. That's how Castro keeps power, is by stopping the revolution before three people can even get together to talk about it. That's the secret of his success. But they've got lines like... Uh, La bomba Soy Yo, I Am the Bomb, and um, they have lines that say, you have talked about many things, but my people have never gained. And there's another song called El Cheque, which talks about the family waiting in line for a check and for food and everything like that. So they're taking shots. These people are taking shots at the Cuban government, but you know the people the the right wing fascist uh my brothers out there who are going to raise a big stink and the people on the radio spanish language radio who have a vested interest in stirring up as much controversy as possible because that only helps them in their ratings by creating a self-feeding controversy monster they're not going to mention that that Los Van Van's actually do take shots in their songs at the government and by the way if you really want to do something about Los Van Vans, oh my brothers and sisters out there. Instead of holding up hate-filled signs, why don't you go get your digital cameras, I know you have them, and go out in front of your house and take a picture of your house, take a picture of your cars, take a picture of uh, the interiors. Maybe you have a nice master bedroom, maybe you have a nice view, maybe you have some beachfront, maybe your front yard looks really nice there in the gables or in Kendall. Take some nice pictures of your house and your cars. Go down to Kinko's. Have them blown up and put on poster board really big. And then at the concert when the band is being led into the uh, concert hall there at the Miami Arena, hold up pictures of your house, you know, to to, to rub it in their face if you really want to take a shot at them, to show them how well you're doing because you're over here now instead of holding up hate-filled signs. Why don't you try to get them to defect or something like that? and and add their voice to your cause, etc. and so on, instead of uh, throwing Molotov cocktails and hate-filled words. Please, I beg you, stop embarrassing me already. Fort Lauderdale, hello. 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 Fort Lauderdale, please turn the radio off, sir.
4: Yes, I got it off. You hear okay, me now? Thank
8: you. Yes, I hear you.
4: Okay. I, I work for a delivery company. Uh, let's just say that it's United. Okay. And uh, a matter of fact, I delivered to Lagomar this morning. Okay. And I spoke to a couple people there. You know, I've been following, I've been listening to all, all different shows and about about the OJ thing. And uh, right. they were telling me how that debate was totally unannounced.
8: Right. About but his. They were blindsided. Well, you know, we could read that letter again. I've got ten copies.
4: Oh, correct. And uh, the thing that bothers me, and I feel really bad for Lagomar as far as they, they're getting bombarded with calls from people who claim to be members, right. whether they are or not, saying... Well, you know what? I'm not going to renew my membership, right. I'm not going to do this, but on to defend Lagomar, they they have to let's say you they or have I are no a
3: idea me-
4: exactly. Let's say you or I are a member there now if I'm like a I member I'm entitled to bring any guest that I want to bring there. I'm not defending it I, I know oJ killed those two people, and i I'm not one of those people that say, "Oh, uh, you know, this guy killed two people, and if I saw him, I'd be starstruck because he's a celebrity and say, "Oh, can I have your autograph?" I would spit on his feet, but I'm saying I right. feel really bad for the people at Lagomar sure. for what happened to it.
8: Yeah, yeah it's, it's embarrassing that uh, I belong to a station that that was a part of that.
4: And I also read in the Sun Sentinel yesterday with a Lifestyle column that uh, supposedly I, had, I can't get the right numbers. It was between twenty dollars and $25,000. supposed to get a center one, and only uh, $2,500 was received, and they're saying that they spent some of the money... To uh, front OJ's expenses, and that 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 just disgusts me.
8: That's we really don't know how much of that is true. I don't know if oh, that's just a, a quote. Part. I know it's just because it's in the paper. It's not true. I don't know if that's something that Greg pulled out of his ass uh, or, or what. But yeah, we but don't know. We know that uh, somehow he was flown over here, and he didn't have to pay for it. We still don't know who paid for the limo. Um, you know, we don't know who paid for the party favors, things like that.
4: I just feel bad for Lagomar because they're a top-notch golf course as far as, you know, when I've been dealing with them for probably six, seven years, and everybody's been nice there. The members are great. They treat you good.
7: And then for them to be bombarded or sort of hit with a bomb, you know, with not knowing what was going on, and, uh, you know, now it's
4: somewhat tarnished their names. You know, the true people know what kind of golf
7: course it is, but uh, it somewhat gave them a bad name, and uh, it wasn't their fault.
8: They had nothing to do with it. They were reluctant hosts, as they said in that letter. Right. Okay, thank you, sir. All right. you bet. 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the 182 wireless line, but don't you think that uh, Lago Marsh should open up their warm and cozy and fuzzy arms and make OJ feel like a member of the family and uh give him his own parking space with his name on it so that everybody knows which parking space is OJ's and that the car that's there is always OJ's and it's always going to be there and exactly how long it's going to be there and how long OJ takes at the golf course.
0: Look out, runaway golf cart.
8: Huh? Oh, uh, no, just I'm not Saying that anything should happen, other than we need to open up our warm and friendly arms and make the man feel at ease.
2: The asshole. asshole.
8: Yeah, hey, you got some guineas for sale?
2: Yes, I do. I've
8: been looking
1: for a guinea.
2: I've got a bunch.
1: Uh, can you tell me about them?
2: I've got a bunch of babies that I want to sell. Most of them are purple or the off-buff. Yeah. Uh, they're about three months old. And I'm wanting at least four apiece for them.
1: Curly hair, dark skin?
2: No, this is this is birds.
1: Love to watch the Godfather? Huh? What do you feed them mostly? Just pasta, huh?
2: No, these are these are birds. These are chickens. Huh? Yeah.
1: I'm wanting to get a guinea.
2: You're a guinea pig, right?
1: Yeah, I've met a few guinea pigs.
2: No, these aren't guinea pigs. These are guineas. They're a bird.
1: Bunch of pasta sloppers sitting around watching Godfather, stealing and thieving. No, it,
2: these are a bird. I want to
1: get me my own guinea.
2: Yeah, I don't have those.
4: What do they look like? Uh, dark skin, olive skin, kind of uh, curly black hair, real bad dresser, shirts open, lots of hair on the chest, cold chains, that kind of thing? No.
3: Well, that's the kind of guinea I'm looking for. Well,
1: I ain't got those. Yeah, well, you may wake up with a horse's head in your bed tonight.
8: <laughs> 27 till 2, 560 WQAM. Maybe Boca Brian, if he's listening, will call you off the air and tell you when the new season starts for the Sopranos. Sopranos. Um, understand that I sat. He made me the tape. Did you see any of it yet? Nothing. I haven't seen no, anything I've from seen the nothing. Sopranos. You, you'll, you'll like it. You're a, you're a man of guts, by the way. That's what they would call you. We already told you that. You know, you're technically Italian, but you... uh the cult, You basically abandon the whole culture. You're the kind of guy that eats his Sunday gravy out of a jet. That's you. I don't appreciate the anti-Italian stereotypes that you are
6: perpetuating
8: on this show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. Shut up, block Boy. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Tamarack. Hello. Hello, Hi. mobile. Speak.
4: Yes, this is James from uh, Tamarack on a mobile.
8: Pleased to meet you, James. What can I do for you?
4: Hey, I was just uh, calling for a
7: couple things. One uh, on that OJ thing. I mean, uh, really, it's no big deal because he's he's so closely watched right now. I don't think anybody he's going to be who, able to get away with anything.
8: Right, but that's that's what I'm talking about. It's not know? a matter of him getting away with anything. It's a matter of I think the man needs to relax. I need. I think he needs to stop looking over his shoulder. I think it's a good idea.
4: And I think he's going to be the most well-behaved neighbor you could you could have out there. Oh, this time. sure,
8: no question. <laughs> You know. Right. But
4: uh, also one other quick thing. Uh, you know, you were talking about those home inspections before. Yeah. You know, I too had the same problem where I got screwed over on that. And uh, really, I think the best way if somebody's going to purchase a house, including OJ, um, mm-hmm. to actually call out a contractor for each specific thing to but give you. you know,
8: a I mean, well, first of all, I'd never bought a house before, but can you imagine what kind of money that would run into?
7: Actually, um, most companies only charge about $45
8: ah, to come out
7: and give you a written uh, estimate, and some even give you a free the, estimate. The
8: roofer would only charge you $45. The guy that inspects the seawall would only charge you $45. I actually, I
7: had a free estimate uh, on my roof after the, after the home inspection guy told me, oh, it was no big deal. There was a few leaks.
8: Uh, I, don't, uh, after, I don't know if it would wind up being uh, less or the same than, uh, than what we paid, but these people, Housemaster, were the most expensive. Uh, people that we found, and we went with them because they had the uh, the best guarantee. They had a, a really cool-looking certificate. And right. everything. You know,
7: most of those guys uh, just go to a 24-hour class. Um, if you're
8: have somebody... Guy, I was told this guy spent 20 years inspecting houses, and he's certified by the, uh, you know, FBFDA, O P, and uh, he knows his stuff, and blah, blah, blah.
4: Did he have a general contractor's license? I don't know. No, it, none of them do. There's, a, there's a, a few people that do, and those are probably the
7: most qualified. But, uh, again, after uh, the first rain, after I moved into my house and I had five or six leaks coming down, the, I called up a company that came out
4: for free to give me an estimate.
8: Yeah, but don't, they you, said, think that, don't you think that, uh, like, if you if you got a roofer out there, they would give you whatever information they felt would lead you to getting them to do some work for you? That they would Absolutely. be really pessimistic, and that's when I, and I was worried about that because you know from the top the roof looked pretty good. It had that it was the tile with the uh, the plastic on it. You know what I'm saying? That's
4: the same thing I had, and they told me it was going to be great for
8: five right. years. Yeah. Oh, this thing's the best, blah blah blah. But everything yeah. underneath it was rotted away.
7: Exactly, and you know when it did leak, I called. See, the guy says I had it waterproof with the plastic, right? Right.
2: Uh
8: huh.
4: And it's guaranteed for five years. Well, guess what happened when I called the guy back? Hmm. He didn't answer his he phone. He didn't answer his phone. He's gone.
8: Yeah. And the people, and when I called the uh, housemaster people, they sent some other roofer out there that said, oh, we'll fix the uh, three little leaks that right. the inspector said were on there. And I said, yeah, but it, the whole thing is rotted out. You fix these three little leaks. What's to stop it from, do you know what I'm saying? It's like stopping the rain with your hand. What's to stop it's, it from just go, going gun, in some world? They go, oh, well, we can't, you know, you know, we can't guarantee that. We'll guarantee that, yeah. that it won't leak in the spots that we fix." Right. And I'm like, well, it's what a about the it? It'll just, you know, it'll just pour over and, uh, and leak through the other rotted part.
2: You it's a saying? band-aid is it's what it found is.
8: Three, it's found three favorite places to leak through. The water's running through in three favorite places. If you stop that, it's just going to go through somewhere else.
7: Right. Oh, it, you know. I've had a couple of my friends that actually went with a referral from the lady that was selling the house. Well, of course she wants to sell the house. They're going to touch that there's line
5: of stuff wrong.
8: Anyway, well, you thank know, you very much sir. we're boring the hell out of everybody. i gotta, I got to keep going. 23 2 on 560 QAM. Nobody's calling to uh, welcome OJ into their neighborhood. Miami, hello.
0: hello. Hello, Miami. Hello? Yes. Yeah, I'm not calling about OJ. I'm calling about those dumb bunk. Yes, be I'm fed up with these anti-Castro groups in Miami. Yes. I have a Cuban vested in myself. I, my family came from Cuba.
8: Yeah, and I, all these I'm guys, Cuban. I'm as anti-Castro as anybody else. But, but I, all,
0: these, all these anti-Castro groups make money. Right. these anti- That's what all they do. Instead of just be realistic. Take away the embargo, okay, and bomb that island. Well,
2: with, e- well
8: yeah, and bomb that
0: island with ham, ham and cheese sandwiches. When those people feel, <laughs> when those people feel food, when those people realize, hey, there's food, there's Christmas. Right. There's well,
8: there's, that's what I was talking about. Instead of holding up hate signs, they should hold up big pictures of their houses, and maybe those van vans will uh, jump the boat.
0: Well, anyway, these people are just musicians.
8: Right. Exactly. They're not here on a they're, they're making agenda. a big stink about musicians. They made a big stink about the baseball players, but when the Pope was down there sucking Castro's. Nobody said anything. No,
0: and and everybody flopped down there. Right. Oh, let's go see the Pope. Yeah. So hell with it. Castro, he's been there for forty years. Our our families left the island, abandoned yeah. it. Okay. Sure. We did. They came here. I sure we came, it. We came here, and, and, and I'll tell you, every Cuban family had talked to grandparents. Oh, well, we came here thinking it was only going to be about a year, and then we exactly, go back.
8: Exactly. That's the same. And you know the what? I You, got left, it. It. you they thought left it. was it. Going to be temporary. I
0: okay. got you left it. Now deal with it. Okay? okay? Now, I understand you have hate. You understand you have problems. No, I have so hate, but,
3: but I don't believe in doing what
8: these people are doing no, about they're, they're it. No, they're
0: only making money. It's ridiculous the things they do. I mean, they packed up a boat. They're very
8: comes, self-serving. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: all about, it's all about how they make their money. So let's face it. These anti-Castro groups live off of propaganda, hate propaganda, so that we contribute to them.
8: so they to mention make. the radio stations. That, that's, if you took Castro away, what would they talk about? The bottom would fall out of those stations tomorrow.
0: It is it's all there is it's, it's it's their capitalistic society and I say to hell with it I say leave those people alone let yeah, them play yeah, their music and own. I'm going like, I want to go to the concert and I'm going to go to the concert with my Cuban flag on my back and I'm going to say yay let's listen to these people sing." because Gloria Estefan's <laughs> Cuban
8: yeah but she's not from uh, you know what she, I'm she saying she was born in Cuba I know
5: <laughs> so was I
8: all right, thank you very much, sir. And, and by the way, and something that my, my Cuban brothers, uh, you know, that are all hysterical don't understand is the best and most effective way to make something go away, especially if it's entertainment-oriented, is to ignore it, to turn your back on it. What they're doing is fueling controversy. Uh, creating more attention for them, they're probably going to increase the attendance by the controversy. The promoter is probably uh, you know, ecstatic, uh, assuming that they don't get bombed or shot or something like that. Controversy is a positive, except where OJ is concerned, by the way. Uh, although, once again, welcome to the neighborhood, OJ. You can move in right next door to me. The house is for sale. They have a pool, waterfront, ocean access, Twenty till two on five sixty WQAM. All
2: man accused of the crime of murder, murder, murder. The state of California charged me on June seventeenth, nineteen ninety
1: four. I am guilty. Don't believe I am innocent.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me through, please. I'm with BoatJay. I'm with BoatJay, okay? Yes. Sure you know BoatJay. Sure you know. Everybody's got to list.
1: Don't believe I am innocent. Excuse me.
2: Excuse
1: me. I am guilty. It's guilty. The murder. Guilty. It's guilty. The murder. Murder.
2: What? Eight dollars No way. I'm on the guest list. Excuse me. I'm with OJ. No, I don't think so, baby. I'm the man. You're not getting in. I said I
1: am guilty.
2: Hey, stupid steroid face. I'm not going to pay your dumb little cover charge. I'm
1: with OJ. I am guilty. I am guilty. I'm with OJ, okay?
2: It was, it was guilty. Why don't you go home, you little bro' You're wasting my time. on i girl.
8: 15 till 2, 560 WQAM. I don't care if it has Neil's name on it. I open all his mail anyway. So it looks like it's something good, especially if it's from Tracy Neely, and I know that it's going to be a CD, and it is... Enrique. Oh. Okay, whatever. Well, it's no uh, delirium. So this is um uh, delirium. I never heard you can get this I suggest that you buy the Broke Down Palace soundtrack. This song is on there. Uh, the lyrics are written by Sarah McLaughlin and she sings it. But all the music on this disc is written by these two other guys who I guess compose compose the the group. What what are their names here? Bill Leib and uh Riss Fulber. That's What it says. And you can hear it sounds like Enigma and it's the drum machine, which I hate. I hate the drum machine, why do they have to do that? Nevertheless, it's still good. But everyone recognizes Sarah McLachlan. This is not the best song on the disc, by the way. Although it is one of the better songs on the Broke Down Palace sound effect. I didn't go see the movie because it's only rated PG-13, which means I'm not going to be able to see any <laughs> So what's the point? But nevertheless, the music from the movie was great. And the soundtrack is great. And I listen to it like cover to cover. P.J. Harvey's on it. All kinds of people are on it that you know and a whole bunch of people that you don't know that I wish I knew more of, like Nelly Furtado. Has anybody ever heard of Nelly Furtado? That's that PC song I kept playing for you. I played this for you all day. This is the, uh, the one that Sarah McLaughlin had. Uh, and I just want to sample it. I mean, it's six and a half minutes long. I'm not going to say the whole freaking thing when he calls me. But I wanted to get this leaked uh, a little bit on and good stuff. Let's nice talk about it.
2: And I'm not normally into terrifying. It's not her music. Anymore. I do think she's a cute.
8: anyway, it's rich and Sarah Brightman is also on the uh, Broke Down Palace soundtrack with uh, the best Sarah Brightman song that I've ever heard, by the way, which is, uh, which is called what? It's on her second disc, and I can't even remember what it is right now. Deliver Me. That's what it is. I'm going to be going to see her in concert, by the way, thanks to Barb at EMI. Oh, this is so instrumental. I can talk over it. Do you even know who that is? You don't even care, do you? Sarah Brightman. Opera chick. She sings more than that been just opera and stuff. She did the, uh, Phantom, of the uh, Phantom of the Opera did some vocals on that thing. I don't know. I'm only just recently... The only reason that I know of her is because she did that duet with, uh, whatchamacallit, Andrea Bocelli, um, Time to Say Goodbye. So you might have seen that. She's all over PBS, but she's got these really cool major production shows, so I can't wait to go see her live. Supposedly, I'm getting some good seats. What? What's PBS? Oh, I don't know. It's some uh, free, free TV. Not free for you. Cooper City, hello. George. Yes.
4: How are you doing, George? All right. You always do a real good show. I want to compliment you on that. I've Shuck. listened to you a number of times. Um, are you aware that most golf courses have little grassy knolls on them?
8: Oh, that's right. Kind of like
4: do. what happened to Kennedy Right. sort of thing.
8: Right. Not that we're suggesting anything, mind Absolutely you. It's, it's not. It's an observation.
4: And, and I do real right. estate and, for and a they living. And
8: they also have a lot of rough. They have trees. That's right. That's big bushy trees. And, right. and I
4: do real estate for a living, so I'd gladly like to position uh, – oh, I'm sorry –
8: Help so you you, you the house. appreciate the idea. You you understand the angle that I'm uh, taking here.
4: Actually, I believe in triangulation when you use three people to um,
8: there, there, acquire there no your target. Headset rate. Oh, the, did you say target?
9: I meant the juice container. That's oh, okay. It. The
8: juice okay.